What's going on, everyone? This is Bruce Ward, Chief Hoover. And we are the Comic Clowns Podcast. And at this point, I can officially just have you guys introducing yourselves on the next one. Uh, with me, as always, I have, uh, the at this point, almost always, since we've come back, uh, is my two partners in crime. I got Jason Takeother Scamardo and Don Connors Macaluso, or the Don, and rejoining us for a special, maybe one time, depending if he wants to come back for whatever the hell we're talking about. That's debatable. <laughs> Grant, Gracchus, 4047 Kohler, and this is my normal raid team. That's right here. So how's everybody doing today? I'll debate that. Fantastic. <laughs> my, yeah, we'll debate if you're my raid team or not. We'll see who's the raid leader in this scenario. Uh, not me, of course. Not me. Not me. <laughs> I'm the guy that gets the... I'm getting the job by default then, I guess. I'm, the guy, I'm just the guy that gets the party together. Don, you just, you know, just bounce the ideas off, okay? Uh, I love that nightfall raid we did. Like, got it. <laughs> All right. So, I just wanted to, uh, so we're here now. How's, uh, we'll start from the top. Grant, we haven't seen you in forever. You got your own place. You're out of your basement. You're out of your grandparents' basement, and you're living in your own. That's okay. That's what I'm doing. It's awesome. Uh, it sounded like it was a bad thing where I was before. No, no. It's just really <laughs> cool to see people progress in their life, honestly. So, what, what's been up? How's work been and everything? You still working during the quarantine, or what's going on? Surprisingly, uh, we got, um, we told we were not to go into work about a month ago, but on the plus side, through all this, we're still getting paid. Nice. So it's like, yeah, benefits of being in a union. <laughs> I'm working from home myself, man. Don't worry. So pretty much I'm at this computer way too long nowadays. Uh, Jason, how's everything going? Uh, I've been working 10-hour days in the office the past week and a half, so Ouch. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Don, how's the business? Business is going well. We actually got incredibly busy at the end of last week. So uh, new projects coming in, print orders, uh, some video projects. We're, we're doing well. Digital Coco Inc., everybody. Get on that. He's got the promotion on his hat. He's got also, the and he's got the little logo in his camera for those who are watching on Twitch. I don't I don't know what side it's appearing on. For them. You had it right the first time. Good job. I thought it was for the other thing, but okay. Chris, how's everything going? It's going. Yeah, that's what I know. We made some good pork today, so that was that's Chris's bike. That's the highlight of the day. That's his contribution for the week. Uh, that's a pretty good highlight for a day, right? <laughs> so in, in this in this time where we're all stuck at home, food can be a good comfort. Exactly. Oh, yes. So, I, I, I pretty much, like, I've been thinking about the new releases that are coming out over the next year, uh, over this year, and everything being pushed back and changed and being done. And I also thought to myself, what have I been doing recently sitting in my basement while working that I can just do and, like, just have fun with? And that has been World of Warcraft. Yes. So... As you see back in Don's corner here. So what I wanted to do is, uh, it was kind of funny because like I, I thought to myself like there's so much lore and so much history and some some great cinematics. If they could just come out with the, if their World of Warcraft movie would have looked like anything or their Warcraft movie looked anything like their cinematics that they make, holy shit, it would have been amazing. Oh, it would have been would great. Be, it was still a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's still a great movie. I enjoyed it. It mm -hmm. I, it was the animation. They could have done so many great things. And everyone here, I know I've been plagued since the beginning. 
I've been off and on, um, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about where everyone started, stopped, if they ever like took a quick break for a little bit. Like I know my freaking like subscription has almost been consistently has been constant until I've been out of work, and then, <laughs> then it's like okay, turn that off because I need food. Uh, but uh, and then I wanted to just talk about a little bit about the lore. Um, but first, before I did that, uh, I wanted to bring up that, a little some more updates for what we're doing here in the future. Uh, Thursday nights, uh, I have, and Don and Chris and Jason have, I, I started, I, I came up with the idea of starting a D&D game like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, it feels like. Uh, and it has been solidly running. Like, aside from the normal BS of people just can't make it that day, but like they'll be there the next week and people are always talking about it. Uh, the game was so big at one point we had 13 we had 15 people almost at one yeah, point thereabouts. yeah we had we had to split people up so i pulled don from the players and i had him dm mind you me. that was after after one, one session night, one session of experience as a player yep because i figured he was the one working from home he'll figure it out uh he's got t- <laughs> he's got time to read uh, right. But now we have taken that campaign, and we have everybody that's that's the main players now, are now on roll twenty. We took that campaign, and it's on roll twenty. And there went Jason's game. Okay, uh, right back. I figured uh, we put it out onto roll twenty, and I cannot wait. I'm gonna start streaming that. So coming up soon, just on the stream itself, I'm gonna get with uh, Don and Bird behind me. And we're going to do a quick overview of the lore. Because like I said, this has been a year. This has been like almost a year and a half, two years that we've been Longest playing this game. Yeah. And I, two years this summer. I have like a fucking ending for it. But like, yeah, I just wanted everyone to play. But we just got to get there we're first. We're for Act 2. We're only in Act 2 right now. And whenever it gets to what we're doing here. So uh, I want to get everyone caught up to play, to, to watch. Because my stream... Uh, my other game becomes very complicated to play right now because uh, Jason or not just uh, Kyle doesn't uh, does not have an exact like location for him to uh, play. So once we get that figured out, I want to get that one rolling again. But this one will be as long as everyone can make it, and since we're all stuck inside, uh, we'll more than likely be able to play on Thursday nights around this same time. Now the difference between a regular game on like Thursday nights is I can ad lib my ass off. In like those games, because I can just pull something up out of my ass. In that other one, it's gonna be a little bit more difficult because anyone who's ever used Roll Twenty before, you have to have a significant. You have to have like down to the like what you want to do with every piece. This gets very difficult to ad lib and pull shit out of your ass because dragging systems fantastic, very difficult to use. So be look on lookout for that. I want to start this Thursday. We'll see how that plans out. Uh, I think we're just waiting on Llewellyn. Is the only person that I have not confirmed or denied that he's got his stuff in. Uh, Don, if you could send him his sheet, like a I picture of it. I sent him pictures of it. Yep. Awesome. Then we Did may we may be good to go. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I double check on him. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I have double check on everybody. Uh, but also other than that, I am still streaming on this channel with. Uh, Rank TFT. I just picked up Valorant, so I'm giving that a go. I'm doing Rank League of Legends. I may start doing. Uh, I may take a week and do every raid in the game with uh, Don and Chris here, and maybe Jason, and maybe Grant if he wants to. Every raid in the game that we can get our get our asses into 
from a Tuesday to a Tuesday and just blow through it. I think it'll be a great time because there's a lot of shit Chris has never done. Chris did his first raid today with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was entertaining. He, he killed Jaina Proudmore was his first his first raid kill. That's, that's, a, that's a biggie for a first one. Yeah, that's a fun raid. That was a fun raid. Especially uh, for one where they actually did it two different sides where you get a Horde perspective and an Alliance perspective in oh, the yeah. same raid. Very cool dungeon. Oh, very cool raid. Very cool raid. We had some some really good times there. Um, and... Uh, I, I just picked up flying in Zandalar, so I'm freaking happy with that. Cause ugh. I told Chris to pull his money, so I can give me his money, so I can just buy Vile the Sands, and I can fly him around. That's that's not a bad idea. It really, see, I told, told you it wasn't a bad idea, Chris. Um, but, but also with enough people, you're a warlock, so we could just summon him. Oh no, I meant for while, while he's trying to world quest and stuff to get his flying, I can just fly him over to like the world quest locations, so he doesn't get so like you're a taxi driver. And wow. Uber, no, Uber. He can do like the rest of us, and he can run his ass on the ground. I've done that. Like that's probably that's something we'll talk about later. Is like our favorite moments. We'll talk about later our favorite moments and our favorite achievements, and we'll talk about that later because that is something that is. It's going to be ridiculous. Like some of the stupid shit that we have done in that game. But first, I just got to ask. Like I just want to start from the top here, and this is where I really wanted uh, Jason and Grant, and I wanted Don. Because as you see, we got World of Warcraft One, uh, the base game, and then we have like all the expansions going after that. So I just wanted to see if we could get a good history, a good timeline, a good lore of what started. Wow, what was like that breaking point where they went? You know what we could do? MMO with this. Do you uh, want to go in great detail or abridge it? Uh, Dom? I, I mean, we only have, like, a couple hours here. We probably... Because we, we could... I know, Grant, you and I could probably tell this story in 15, 16 days. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd I be in there with you guys. I'm just like, I want someone else to hear my... I want someone else's voice other than mine. It's just with everything that's been coming out, thanks to Chronicle and the new information, it's like... How far back do you want to go? Let's let's go with exactly. Let's well, we so can, here, I can I can broad stroke vanilla content real quick. Uh, picking up after Warcraft three, yep. which was the Rise of the Lich King. Yeah, after well, that being the expansion, uh, the Frozen Throne expansion. Uh, so picking up after that, we've got the Alliance, we've got the Horde, we've got the factions that have declared their allegiance to one side or the other. The Horde in Warcraft three having made their way across the sea over to the Kalimdor side of the world and establishing their their new home uh, and their their new faction together as the Horde with, with the Tauren, with the Forsaken, uh, the Orcs, and uh, why am I... Uh, the Trolls, the Dark Spirit Trolls. And, uh, and the Alliance sitting pretty comfortably in, in the continent that was formerly known as Azeroth. Um, we've got Lord Aran in Eastern Kingdoms area. And that's, that's where the game picks up, is the, the big bads are still kind of looming, but relative peace between the factions, things are, things are getting going, and we're discovering the world, we're figuring out what, what threats linger, um, so there's no, you don't start off the game with a, with a main focused goal, here's the big bad guy, you don't learn that until well into the game, but that's, that's where we pick off in, in vanilla World of Warcraft. Just coming off of Warcraft 3, 
and here's the world and go exploring. And if that, and if most of WoW has taught me anything, uh, it's mostly like the bad guys are good people that bad things happen to them that turn them into the bad guys. You know what? We should probably visit that at every expansion because it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's depending on correct. who asked that question. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah, that, that's where we're getting to. So let's start here. So if we start with... Uh, if we want to talk about World of Warcraft, there was uh, 10, like, huge patch updates in... Uh, or like, uh, content, if you will, that came out of uh, Warcraft, which was the World of Warcraft... Mysteries of Mirrodin, Ruins of Dire Maul, Battlegrounds, Assault of Blackwing Lair, The Rise of the Blood God, Dragons of Nightmare, The Gates of Arakrizaja. I'm like, I'm going to murder that shit. Ankaraj. fuck it. Uh, Shadow <laughs> of the Necropolis and Drums of War. Those were the big ones that popped out of everything, out of that one. Um, yeah, now, yeah, that was the neat thing about Vanilla is they were still building game systems. The things that we take for granted today that we have uh, multiple raids throughout an expansion, multiple dungeons, uh, progressive content, uh, even the PvP system itself, they didn't exist at launch. So we're, we're talking yeah. about a game that was really, I don't want to say being finished, because they did have a lot of content done at release, but we're seeing the really the, the footwork for what future expansions and what their content cycles would look like being formed just kind of on the fly when things are ready. This is one of those things that helped that uh, they had Warcraft 3 and the Frozen Throne to use that as sort of as a temp template or a stepping stone of what they can expand on top of that, since they already had sort of an established lore for the game. Right, yeah, a lot of the seeds for what happens in World of Warcraft, not just in the vanilla base game, but throughout the Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King, those seeds were, were planted in Warcraft 3. Yep. Uh, in and then in the Frozen Throne expansion. So those are the things that we see come to fruition. That's that's all content that they were able to build off of. And they came up with new content for World of Warcraft, the, the vanilla release, the 1.0 version. But it, it built off a lot of established characters and a lot of established uh, motives happening from the previous games. So when we look at that one, it's a lot of outside bad guys. If we look at each one of those things... No one really belonged to the Horde. They weren't all like, oh, look at those orcs over there. Like that kind of thing half the time. Uh, but I mean, well, if you look at like the, if you look at the gates, obviously trolls. When you look at like Dire Maul, you had the ogres. Uh, Blackwing there, dragon. Boom. There we go. Black Dragonflight fucking things up already. Um, but that's about where I came in because I was in the military at the time, and my friend Chuckles told me about this, and I just picked it up and i loved every minute i was having a great time with it of course it sucked up so much of my time uh i would say it cost me my first marriage no i'm kidding that thing was going down <laughs> that wasn't going well to begin with so um <laughs> it saved me uh but after like i guess so after that happened we launch into the burning crusade now, this is where I had more time to actually, and I, I started playing more with my friend, uh, Tony Freed, and we both made uh, the new Horde race, which uh, 
I actually no, I did not start. I I tried a orc way back in the day, and I didn't get couldn't get, didn't get a chance to do that. So when I got in here, I really made my first character, the one that I've been running with this entire time, the one my freaking name's made after. I hit random randomizer, got Lothian, and there it was. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm keeping it, and I have ever since. And it was a blood elf warlock because the funny part is he went blood elf paladin, you know, the two opposites of each other, and we just soloed everything because. We were broken. <laughs> Nothing could really stop us at that point. Uh, but in in the Burning Crusade, they, they introduced uh, the Draenei, and they introduced the uh, Blood Elves, or used to be Mana Elves, used to be a whole bunch of other fun stuff. You know, used to be Sylvanas, you know, all the fun stuff. You know, you know, you know, bad guy number one in this series. Now, if anything has ever taught me, if you're playing Horde... And this just started the trail right here. If you're playing Horde, assume, assume somebody of your race is going to fuck something up really quick. And here yeah, we were. That's That's been fairly accurate. Any, any <laughs> Horde major character with a name can very likely be the bad guy at any point. And will be. All right. Uh, and, and more likely will be. But well, like, that really only comes from, from two, two of the factions of the horde coming from the forsaken and coming from the orcs exactly you're not really seeing a lot of bad coming out of the horde oh i have silver uh, uh blood blood elves Kelthas. well okay okay i was i was yeah we'll throw them in since that's we're talking about burning <laughs> yeah we're on burning crusade so here we go the troll lord warlord zuljin and zulaman wasn't a dark spear though so, <laughs> it wasn't. He wasn't a mon but still, wasn't a but still a troll. Let's go ahead and, and hey, so it's half the internet. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Was a, was a major bad guy at some point. Uh, he could have been. He no, was very was. close. What'd you say? You just, you guys just said that. <laughs> no, he said. We, we said. We said a named character could be a bad guy. Character. Yes, could be. Could uh, be a bad guy. And it's very close. At some points, he nearly was. He nearly ripped apart a lot of elemental shit when he was down in the maelstrom. But that comes in Cataclysm, which we'll get to yeah. later. Or, or, or if you want to jump ahead 14 years in the visions of Nazoth, uh, you actually do fight him there in mm -hmm. the Orgrimmar vision of the future. So, May, well, it turns out pretty bad. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about all the bad humans inside of this. Uh, Arthas. Yeah, one. Daylight. All humans are bad. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about WoW, not not real life. Uh, I wasn't talking about WoW. Yeah, Proudmore. Jaina's great. No, not Jaina. Daylight and Proudmore. Uh, Proudmore. Yeah, Proudmore. I... That was in uh, Frozen Throne. That's Frozen Throne. I'm talking about this game. Yeah, that's that's going back to the RTS. But the what he started there did see a lot of bad happen as a result. So. We'll get to that. So as we go through Burning Crusade, we had the first couple three, which, god damn it, we have the... Now, wouldn't this be like the second war then? The second expansion. We're on the second expansion right now. Not the expansion war. Uh, uh, no. Now the, the, the second war was... was the second war was Warcraft 2. Yeah, the, okay. the, 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 there, there's been no wars here by any chance. I know, I know what you're reading right now. And I know. fourth war was Battle for Azeroth. Correct. So, if we go through this really quick, we have the Burning Crusade, which was the opening of the Black Temple. Now, Burning Crusade rolled up in one sentence here is a bunch of people rolling up on someone else's lawn starting some shit. Basically. Okay, yeah. uh, 
As we beat Illidan today, I'm like, motherfucker just left him alone. Like, we didn't have... We America'd his ass. Like We didn't in, know better back then. We America'd the shit out of him. You know what Outlands looks like it could use right now? Freedom. America. <laughs> Freedom. It's because it, it's because it had oil. It had oil. He hadn't paid taxes. Illidan hadn't paid taxes in like six years or like a, like a thousand years, you know? So like yeah, we're just they, coming they in to collect. They were sovereign citizens and go to a new area and claim it as their own and they were independent. <laughs> like, like, like you feel bad for Illidan. But that, that's why I don't count Illidan like as a bad guy in that scenario. Like he is a night elf. He's a demon hunter. I didn't consider him a bad person. He, we, we walked up and, and as people, these kids are saying, we wanted that smoke. We were like, we're gonna kick your ass. And he's like, I'm just chilling. I'm building an army to stop the army that's going to try to kill you. Like and that's what, what the Horton fuck? They did is that the main. Uh, antagonist that was always on the logo of the Burning Crusade as the bad guy turned out he wasn't, and it ended up being uh, killed Jaden later on in the expansion. Box. He wasn't on the box, like in the main cinematic. Then, oh yeah, in the main cinematic, yeah. Oh, but let's say, let's face it, that cinematic straight up gave us like the best thing like ever. You are not prepared. That shit. Oh, when you heard that, like that was that was yes. good. So I want to back up to Illidan for a second, and all of this, we find out later that he his intentions were good. That's another thing that's all still set up. Back in Warcraft 3, you can see the origins of the character when he goes from just a night elf to being a demon hunter, to giving up his power to to the demons to, get, to be able to attack the Lich King. Uh, so you see that fall, and they give him, they give him the name, the Betrayer, for, the, for what he did. That, was, that name given to him by his own people before they lock him up. But you can see, as you play through those, that game and see those cinematics, that you can start to kind of understand why he would do this. He's, he, you see his intentions. What I loved about Burning Crusade and the storyline there is you get to Outland knowing that Illidan is coming back and needs to be defeated, and the storyline they give you in Outland sets the stage of all this bad stuff he's done, all the people he's persecuted and has controlled, and you are working alongside them. So your character, for all they know, you're helping to free these people that have been subjugated by Illidan for his arguably noble goals. But I think that's a nice way for your character to have the motivation to go in there versus someone knowing the backstory and knowing the gray area. They, they give you that one side of the story, that would justify your motivations to go into the Black Temple. You're muted. Muted. I'm muted. So uh, that was me. I have a bet. So uh, you look at that for a minute and like you're, you think to yourself, like, if you knew like Illidan wasn't that bad of a person, and, but you hear him how he gets persecuted by his people for doing that shit. And you're like, why? He, he's doing what you guys, A, don't have the power to do, or B, don't have the resolve to do. He's going to fucking get up there, and he's going to get this shit done. He's going to he's try. Really just looking at him saying, all right, I'll help you out, but I'm doing it my way. Exactly. He, he, well, he did the thing, and at first, he never asked any Night Elves to go with him. 
That's the thing. What he did, he did on his own. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the solo. I'm going to make the sacrifice so no one else has to. And then when we get to Legion, they pushed him. He realized that there were others. You know, there were others that needed him. And the allies that he needed to help him in his crusade, he sought from outside of the Alliance because they had shunned him, because he had become an outcast and knew they wouldn't accept him back. He went on. He said, I know that they're not going to appreciate this. I'm going to go find allies somewhere else. And that's where he finds uh, Lady Vash and Kael'thas and forms up with them mm-hmm. to form an army. So let's go back. Let's move on then, because now we know what Illidan happens. And spoiler alert, you win. Um, as long as you have a good raid group, you win. Um, as Chris, as Chris, I, t- I took Chris through Black Temple today and I showed him like this was a raid. Look how long this was. Oh, like, it takes forever just to walk through it. It just to walk through the damn thing took us like twenty. We could we could one shot everything, and it still took us like a half hour, forty five minutes, just to get through the damn thing. Yeah. So and, and, well, let's not forget we also take a, a brief little trip to see Kill Jaden. And, yeah, and who was uh, the in the end the actual and boss oh, of le- the whole expansion. Well, let me get to that, because then we have the gods of Zulamon, which got, I think, placed in between there. I feel like that one got placed in there as a buffer. Just something. So. Yeah. Which, man, we don't have to dwell too hard on that one. It was well, just a nice no, raid. Where that fits in, and this is one of the things I loved about Burning Crusade, uh, the adjustments to the raid sizes, seeing the 40 man drop down to a 25. Yeah, 40 was cool, 25 was manageable. If you let a raid at the time, it was, it was so much easier. But you also saw the introduction of a better focus on the 10-man dungeons. Karazhan being in just the level of detail that goes into Karazhan for a 10-player dungeon that was arguably a casual raid. I, I didn't think so. I thought it was it was very well-tuned and, and very difficult if you weren't prepared. <laughs> and they expand on that with uh, the what was it, Zulaman to give you another even harder... 10-man dungeon. That one was not easy. I, I've pugged both of them back in the day, and Zulaman, you needed a good group, especially if you wanted that bear mount. Yeah, that, that's I'm a, gonna that. bury you here. Well, I'm saying that, that that's if we're talking about gameplay and things like that. Gameplay is just gameplay at this point. If you know how to plus your abilities and you know how to play, then yeah, the raids are great. I'm just talking about story right now. I want to get into the lore and how much I enjoyed that. But yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Like Those raids change everything. Uh, but now we move on to the Fury of the Sunwell, which, once again, Horde! Let's fuck some shit up. Uh, as I, I did not get a chance to take Chris through the Sunwell Plateau, we ended up there. I just didn't get a chance to walk him through uh, meeting Kill Jaden, because we wanted to go do the Ashes of Alar run really quick. So, because uh, that was the whole point of it. I'm like, fuck it, let's go do a raid you've never done before. Let's just bounce through a raid and that's the fun part with that. Like, we, you, you can bounce through them now, and you can just listen to people talk. Like, we took our time when we got to, like, some of the bosses where I knew there were some cinematic histories and things like that. And, uh, and Jason, you want to talk about, like, uh, Summer Plateau or The Eye, which were the final two raids that came out in that series? Uh, the Eye was not one of the final ones. Uh, the, when did The Eye come out? That was Tier 5. Oh, okay. Yeah, came out they played at the Super Trine my bad, I forgot when that one came out. Uh, so, go ahead and talk about like any of those raids that came out where it involved the uh, Blood Elves, if you want to. Man, I 
it's been so long and I haven't run those really because, you know, I don't need mounts from there. So why would I go back and run? I meant the lore, but okay. <laughs> time walking. You get Magister's Terrace and a time walking. I need to do that. Did you get the Ashes of Alar already? No, but that's like 30 seconds into the raid when you're level 120. <laughs> Always a good time there. So, uh, Grant, give me like a history of Kael'thas. What, what, what was his his uh, motivation? Essentially, all this for Kael'thas Sunstrider could actually start back in Warcraft 3, as we've mentioned numerous times already, where after the destruction of the Sunwell by the Scourge to bring back Kel'Thuzad as a Lich, that pretty much drained all the power and magical energies that the High Elves at the time were consuming, and they pretty much, it became a drug addiction for the High Elves. And they eventually became known as the Sindori, or the Blood Elves. They tried to help out the alliance that remained in Lordaeron, but were pushed out and never trusted by Lord Garethos in the Frozen Throne expansion. This is where he actually met uh, Lady Vosh and started telling him, hey, there's this guy named Illidan who can probably help you with your people's addiction. He went along with it and helped, like we mentioned before, helped out Vosh and Illidan and later Akama to take over Outland from the Pit Lord Mechtheridan. At this point, Kael'thas saw Illidan's ideas as short-sighted and he grew impatient Thus led to the first time we encounter him uh, at the Tempest Keep raid, which I actually uh, took part in when it first came out. He was defeated there, but was not destroyed. He actually went back to Silvermoon City to actually forge a new alliance to try to bring the one that would deliver his people the power they needed, kill Jaden. Yay! Demons! Nothing bad has ever come of that one. Ah, oh, god damn it! As as every sad warlock story ever starts, you know, it's like so there was a demon. Ah, shit! Uh, so I made this pack. <laughs> so I talked to a demon. Well, this I'll, never I'll, ends. I'll call you back later. I, I got it under control. Come on, come on. This can't be bad. Uh, so yeah, well, you go through dealing in fell magics. Hey, I fucking love fell magic. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. It says the, it says the warlock it's a, player. It's a tolerable drug. I think anyone who has played Demonology Warlock, the incarnation from Battle for Azeroth, has at least an understanding of this is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I also I also got the uh, I told Chris I'm like oh shit uh, I told him like I, I went through a while back and I picked up the grimoire to turn all of my fire attacks green to use fell magic, which is probably one of the coolest shit ever. It's like why? Because this makes me not look like a fire mage anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm throwing green shit at people. <laughs> it makes you feel better, you know. Like as I always told, I'm just a freaking, I'm just a freaking. Uh, what is it? Like a shadow mage, like a shadow priest is just a neutered. Is it just a neutered warlock? It's more like with a condom on. I could pop a bubble at any time. Yeah, until War you look at the raid logs and then you see that it's the other way around. Hey, and they got warlocks who are like, well, if I get jumped, I'm dead. So it doesn't really matter. All right, so next one up, Wrath of the Lich King. We can just, like, bury through this one. I'm going to say right now, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, favorite two expansions to come out. Like, I loved them. I did. I enjoyed 
all the lore, the deep buried stuff that was inside of them. Had such a great time. The raids were fun. I, I enjoyed the raids. I didn't like when it got to towards the end where it all became tank and spank and you were pretty much done. Uh, but it was still great. To me, they were so... I don't know. I, I enjoy the crap out of them. I still hang around freaking Northrend mm. every once in a while just to BS. Half my characters are stuck there right now because I haven't leveled them up yet. <laughs> so they're just hanging out in the Baron Tundra or Ice Crow, just chilling. Uh, but... Uh, so we the big thing obviously here we have if we want to run that down really fast uh the two big ones is uh we can just say like the fall of the lich king we're just gonna go kill carth i was kill arthas uh big surprise right guys Ooh. uh well, but and, but the and, ones that were in there that were different were the secrets of ulduar uh that one right there like with the titans and things like that Adon, did you want to touch on the titans yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to. That's, that's probably my favorite raid zone in the history of the game. I had so much fun in that one. I thought it was beautifully designed, uh, not just from an art perspective, for, but from a gameplay perspective. I uh, loved everything about it. Uh, the armor sets were amazing. The fights were just unbelievable. The, the zone was massive. It genuinely felt like an epic raid should uh, and and the story that you get behind it, the origin of the dwarves and the gnomes and how they come from the earth and the curse of flesh that turned them into more typical mammal creatures from these stone origins they were. And learning more about how the Titans influence not just Azeroth, but planets in general and all of the uh, mechanical features that they add in to the worlds to keep them under control to reoriginate them if they need to and to hold in prison one of the biggest bads in the game for years to come the old gods that had infested the planet so much going on in that in that dungeon from at any any perspective you would look at it it is very influential agreed it was great jason you got anything to tack on to that one I'm trying to catch up and read, so... Oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, well, but so While he's thinking, I do I, want to point I was, out I was going to say, Ulduar was one of the ones I ran one time. I never... So, like, when Wrath came out, I was on deployment. <laughs> I was in the military at the time. Uh, there was a lot of time that I didn't get to play. So, when those raids came out, I'd finally, like, towards the end of that expansion... Uh, had finally caught up to cap level. And I was doing a lot of, like... And this is before, like, Looking for Raid came out. I didn't have a really cool guild to, like, jump around in because they wanted you to be active. And I'm like, well, I'm in the middle of the gulf. Sorry. Uh, but I will say the last thing that I did on my ship that was really badass was set up a private WoW server for the ship that ran between, like, six different locations, and I thought that was really fun. I was ordered by my chief, my E7, to do that. And I thought that was... I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. This is the nicest thing you've ever had me do. <laughs> I'd rather do that than go sweep water. Fuck. All right. I can I can help run mine. But, I mean, that was... Um, and I still go back to Lich King. Like, there was a private server, like, that was doing Lich King, and I jumped onto that when I could. I had such a good time in Lich King. Death Knight's coming out. And Lich King was, uh, it introduced people to a new 
melee warlock class effectively with a lot of shadow damage and like tankiness and it's like that's that I like that I like that I can deal with that and then Lich King raid was just fun like releasing it wing by wing um, yeah and and a beautiful job they did too of incorporating the the expansion's big bad into the story the whole time oh it, you saw them everywhere yeah in yeah because they got a little learned bit. from the burning crusade like you hear illidan like yeah he's there but you never really have that presence of he's right over your shoulder you know, here's yeah, the thing here's the thing with that one illidan once in the in the opening cinematic and then it's a year and a half before you finally see him but that's the thing yep. best thing with that one right there and i think that's where it goes back to burning crusade was you weren't supposed to feel that and this goes back to if you knew the games before that and most people could understand this that illidan wasn't supposed to be that very scary guy he was supposed to be building an army, but he had his purpose. He was just trying to be left alone. Like, even this opening cinematic, he says, you cross over to my realm, my domain. You came to me. I didn't come to you looking for a fight. You guys came to me. Arvidus, on the other hand, is like, well, fuck all of you. I'm just going to take over everything. Because that's what he was trying to do. Which, by the way, if you ever get a chance and you're listening to this and you haven't done it yet, go watch all the cinematics. The cinematics... Are, are beautiful especially you, you the, the wrath of the lich king one like really set the bar on a lot of things there because of the, the the talking in the background it gave you the past tense of uh frozen throne on what he had done what made him the lich king things like that it felt great and and not just the cinematic that opens the expansion but the wrathgate cinematic which is no longer in the game because it's it's out of the story after some revamps but go back if you haven't seen that and watch what happens as the Alliance and Horde forces approach oh. the approach Ice Crown Glacier at the Wrath Gate mm -hmm. and see what ha that's that's a huge moment that really sets that expansion to let people know this guy is trouble and to have an experience like that while you're leveling really just I think from a from a lore perspective a story perspective gives you a lot of drive even the dungeons there's this that is one of those things like even when he prepared to like face the alliance and horn it's just one of those this is either gonna work for you or it's not game wise we know it's not gonna work for him but it's one of those you better prepare yourself because this might be the end for you like even even like when you did the dungeon with sylvanas and you did the run you did the run that was going to have you try to kill uh destroy frostmourne and all these other things, like, you got to see Sylvanas versus the Lich King, and that shit didn't work at all for her. And you had to run, and you had, like, you're like, oh, I got the Lich King in here. I get to beat him down and watch him run. Why am I running? Oh, shit. Yeah, the whole chase scene was fun. Oh, it was! It was just, he gave you that, that first time you did it. You're like, this is so, I'm fighting the Lich King, and I'm not doing shit, though, so we need to run. Yeah, they gave us dungeons that were story driven and cinematic more so than any dungeon had been prior to that and that's just we're talking five man content the raids were always pretty epic to walk into it had a lot of story but the dungeons a lot of them forgettable for why you're there but you get in wrath of the lich king especially towards the end dungeons that are bringing you into the story and then you like two like examples of that would be the one where we're trying to destroy frostmore and we find out more of what it means to actually be the Lich King while trying to either destroy or try to save Arthas, depending on if you're Alliance or Horde, uh, because it's Jaina for the Alliance, Sylvanas for the Horde, 
and for the for the fall of the Lich King raid, we actually face up against uh, Sarfang's son as a Death Knight, and he died at the Wrathgate and was risen as a Death Knight. Mm-hmm. Jason? So, actually, that's a good segue, because one of my favorite things that Wrath did is that whole intro, you know, you get the Death Knight as a playable class, and that whole intro, that whole, like, epicness, like, you get risen, you go through this whole thing, this whole story, like, multiple levels, you get to gear up, and it's just so fun, and you get so immersed in the story, it's just a blast. Best intro to a class bar none so far yeah i mean if you're gonna start a class at level 55 as a hero class you gotta give them something cool coming in you gotta oh. really introduce them and they did a fantastic job of that yes. too. that was a ton of fun uh, but even especially at the end of it even even at the end of it where you got to feel that disrespect because you're running through org or you're running through Stormwind, you're getting shit thrown at you the whole time and you're like damn okay this is this is wow okay it's it, it's very fun like honestly wrath is i could talk days for days for wrath honestly it's probably what like uh was it uh chris mather loki me and him fucking bonded on wrath of lich king it was so much fun i wish i would have been there for every content release especially the argent the argent crusade like the the, the targent tournament dailies those were entertaining yes I, they were I, and it also introduced flying, and then there was uh, well, Burning Crusade did. Then you got the cold weather flying, which made everything so much easier. Well, and what, they, what I think they did a nice job with flying is that in Burning Crusade, you had some areas that were easier to access, or some small areas that were inaccessible without flying. So yeah, you had to get it, uh, but it didn't really feel like it, it it was necessary for the experience of the expansion. Whereas in Wrath of the Lich King, look at the Storm Peaks zone, an entire zone of the game that is designed around flying. If you're going to have flying in a game, give me something like that that really showcases the power of flying or even Ice Crown Citadel, uh, outside Ice Crown Citadel in the glacier. Itself. Freaking Maligos, Maligos's area with the blue dragon flight over there. That like that whole pillar going straight up and it has so much detail going up the side and you can't really get all of it. You can't feel all of it until you get up there. Right. Personally. And, and when you get to when you get to Ice Crown Glacier and you're flying You've got your safe zones that are high up in the mountains where your quest hubs are, or you've got your your airships as well flying over the, the entire oh, zone. Oh, yeah, and dropping on those were fun. Yeah, but then you fly over and you see the chasm throughout the glacier, and it is littered, littered with Scourge forces. Like, you cannot set foot down there. You need flying to cover this area because you're going to die if you walk down there. You are in the heart of enemy territory. It felt good. That... that yeah, it felt good to fly over that. It was neat. It was incredible, incredible spectacle. All right, so moving on from Wrath, because honestly, we'll, we'll go ahead and rank the expansions when we're done here, like what we think's the best one on from there, and and uh, yeah, because we we're not we're just not leaving Wrath at all. The next one here, and this is where I got to enter max level for the first time, because I just got out, I gotten out of the military, and. I'm like, okay, so we have a cinematic, we have a trailer, what's this? Cataclysm dropped. And that was, like, the oh shit moment. We watched that in class together. Oh, yeah. By this time, like, I got out of the military, I am, I, I am, I am, I met Brian, I met Jason, Jason finally came over to our school, which, thank God I needed someone to drink with. Uh, 
and uh cheers buddy uh and that dropped and both of us are just sitting there like there's three of us just crowded around this table looking at this cinematic like this looks so damn good that three of us took three days off of school and our quarter started that tuesday <laughs> we caught so much shit for that but i stayed away for three days playing the opening the opening act of cataclysm because it changed everything it changed so much but i had no idea who nefarian was like who deathwing was and then i finally and as you go on you finally that once again the, the expansion explains on the lore i got i got a fucking achievement for getting killed by deathwing what the fuck <laughs> man i was in a cave during the opening the opening thing at the pre-patch so a lot of the expansions and we'll touch on this real quick have had some type of opening content to lead you into what's about to happen uh and some great ones too the one leading into wrath was a ton of fun the uh, the scourge invasion but having after cataclysm having deathwing flying around the world of azeroth and randomly a zone would just turn red while you're questing there and boom, he firebombs the entire place. You are dead. I didn't know he was there. I'm just running. I'm like, this is pretty fun. Riding on my horse, riding on my horse. Fire! What the fuck was that? Well, that's yeah. what sucked for me is I was questing in like a cave. And all of a sudden, achievement and I'm dead. I'm like, what? What? How did this even hit me? <laughs> but here's the thing. Cataclysm did the one thing that everyone was begging was begging for it because at the end of Wrath of Lich King, as fun as everything was, it became tank and spank. Everything was so easy. Everyone like millions of health. Nothing died. Well, I, so I will say from a gameplay perspective, yeah, a lot of the normal mode raids and dungeons were like that. You switch those things over to the hard mode. Oh, heroics were nothing at that point. Well, heroic. Oh, heroic know, five, five man. man. That's what I'm saying. Heroic five man. Switch mans. over to the raids, and now you've got some. You've got fights that are genuinely difficult. And I think some of the Ice Crown fights the icc fights were difficult when you got further into them when you got to some of the late wing bosses but you flipped but, but there was no lfr at that point so i'll say that i didn't get a chance to do a lot of that so for me all i got to do was heroic dungeons so i did the heroic dungeons and they were like a blink of an eye like they were nothing like i could be a healer and i just gotta throw a bubble on somebody and i'm done it was just nothing like the tanks just didn't die anymore but Cataclysm, that's where things became more difficult. And I enjoyed that. A lot of people bitched about it. Me and Jason saw people bitching all the time when we were in school. And it was just a joke to us. Like, this is so much fun. And that's where I finally got into a guild and I got to raid. And I got to, like, actually start doing endgame content. And this is where I, I'll admit right here, this is where I bowed out uh, just for a bit. Because I, I knew I was getting more obsessed than I should have been. Um, and then one per I was in the middle of a raid. And it was in December, and it was 15 degrees out, and my heater went out. Oh. And, yeah, Dad went, the heater went out. And you know what that means. Get off your computer or I kick your ass. Yeah. And I'm down for that. My dad doesn't kick my ass anymore. I'm too big. He'll shoot me. There's a difference. So uh, I'm done. And I tell the guy, like, I gotta go. My heater went out. I'm in Chicago. I gotta go. And the guy goes, no, fuck that shit. You need to stay or you're out. And I'm like, well, I need to walk away. Because uh, I've gone way too far into with these people for a bit. And this is when, like, Pandaria, Mr. Pandaria had just been announced as well. And I had looked at it and went, wow, Kung Fu Panda with Pokemon. I'm... 
But when we get to Cataclysm, like they changed everything, the leveling zones. You wanted to make a new character because you wanted to flow through those new leveling zones, see how it felt. I, I, I had... I had such a good time raiding in there because I was a demonology warlock and nobody, my guild had no idea that a demon warlock could do the damage I could do on one particular raid. And it was, uh, it was the alchemist and he pretty much summons a whole bunch of guys in one spot. Like we need to burn these down as fast as we can. I'm like, well, if you guys heal me, I can do it. And I did it. And they were like, you can never Hellfire. leave. Hellfire, metamorphosis, emulation aura. It's like you can never leave. I'm like, I know. I, I solidified my spot at that very second. Uh, that was it, though. It wasn't good for anything else. Until the heat went out. <laughs> Until he went out, and I'm like, I'm done. I can't I can't deal with some of these people. Um, so I'll... Uh, but Cataclysm, uh, what, what, you, got, you got anything you want to tack on for Cata, for uh, Jason? Well, like you touched on, uh, I liked that it kind of changed the whole... Like, starting zone, you know, Deathwing came through, tore shit up. And then that also allowed to introduce flying into the original game. So you could start flying in the original zones. Because up until then, you wanted to go visit Orgrimmar, you're back on the ground, you couldn't fly. So once Kata came in and redid all that, they finally were able to, you know, write that in. And, you know, now we can fly everywhere, which was huge when you wanted to revisit something in the you know or just go back there for whatever reason your azrael flying license that was a, it was a quick purchase too so that was like oh that's awesome and then everybody your whole account got it when you bought it i think i don't believe no, I think no, it was no, full no, character no, that, that, that was per character my bad that one was per character north the north Ren flying was uh that one might have been an account i have to double check i everyone's got it when i do it so that's all i know um but the shattering was fantastic. Uh, I, I had such a good time. I had a good time there, Grant. I have to say, uh, this is the second best expansion, uh, in my personal opinion. First being uh, Wrath of the Lich King. And what I liked about it when they changed the whole world itself was that for when you went back to the starting zone, if you wanted to make another tune, is that this quest line flowed so much better than it did for the vanilla, the vanilla uh, version of the game. Because even for example, for the human quest line, you have that expanding over at least three zones with a core element of why you're doing all this. And you had a really cool villain. I get, I, I, my, one of my favorite fights was watching Alex Straza fight, uh, fight Deathwing. And, one, and there was a whole quest line for that. And it was pretty cool. Cause it was like, wow, this is for not being in a raid. This is pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, but moving on from there, I missed... I, I completely bowed out of Mr. Pandaria. I'll admit that completely. Didn't didn't, didn't really intrigue me. Uh, I mean, I tried it, but I after didn't. a while, I was like, yeah. I didn't. I played it. Yep. Me too. I don't know you guys, but I still had the account. I was still paying for it. I, uh... I bowed out when I lost uh, when I when I lost one of my jobs and I, I killed the account, and when I came back, I literally got like a twenty day free subscription to go back and I played Warlords of Draenor, which within like twenty days I had I had literally blown through Warlords of Draenor. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'm already I'm already max level. Uh, wow, fuck, okay, damn. Uh, and I thought that was, but miss anybody like Don, you want to tack on anything on mists? 
Sure. Uh, Miss, I think, is where the game really hit its peak as far as class identity. Uh, every class, every spec had its purpose. A lot of fun abilities. That's where you got uh, Warlocks doing crazy damage, uh, especially as, as Demon, and where we, we thought, hey, maybe they're going to let Warlocks be a cloth-based tank. It was It was looking that way with some of the abilities they had. Uh, I really enjoy the introduction of monks. Probably it's up there in competition for second or third favorite class in the game. Mechanically, super fun to play. It, it plays exactly like you think the spec would. It, it's very flowing type of uh, rhythmic gameplay. Even to this day, they've gonna, done a good job of retaining a lot of that. Uh, but that that was the big thing for me with, with Miss is the here's... Here's classes that are filled out. They have abilities that work. They have their defined niche in the game, in the game world, and in a raid setting and dungeon settings. But not so much that you can you could still make your perfect class composition, but you didn't have to have one of every particular role from each class filled. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed the game, and I really wish that wasn't the expansion where I no longer had a dedicated guild to play with. That was last in Cataclysm that I had a guild that was very, very hardcore doing the content. And so I, I experienced Pandaria mostly through Raid Finder, mostly through solo play. Uh, I did take a little bit of a break towards the end of it because it, it, it lost a lot of its appeal when you weren't part of that big content. But uh, beautiful zones, lots to do. They introduced the... Uh, the farms that you could have, like your own little personal area of the world that you can go and visit every day and reap rewards from. You're seeing the stage set for a lot of the fun activities that don't require you to be in an active guild. Things don't forget how to train your dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, okay, it, man. It, it, it did a lot of good in that regard, and that's why a lot of people say it's it's the best or when wow was the best uh, i don't necessarily agree i think there were times that i enjoyed the game more than in miss but it i don't have a lot of faults with that expansion and this the story i mean take it for what you will i know a lot of people didn't find the the pandaren to be that appealing they thought it was a joke it was laughable this shouldn't belong here but it was neat to see an introduction of a new race that could join either faction level 10 hits you finish your starting zone you pick your faction. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Yeah. One thing with the lore as well that they actually uh, went into more detail in terms, like uh, hinting at uh, the Void Lords and the Titans itself, and introducing the Shah, which were pretty much the remnants of the. I think it was the old god old Yasharaj, gods. who was ripped out of the planet uh, by the Titans. And what was left over was the shock, which were all these dark emotions that people felt while on Pandaria. Uh, Chris, you're about to say something? I, I was just going to say, because I, I play a monk right now, and I, I played a, I had a higher level monk, and it was just a pain in the ass to find uh, fist weapons for it. So when I found out there was fist weapons, I'm like, oh shit, I got a monk, let's get this guy some fist weapons. <laughs> That's why we and... play shamans, motherfucker. And it was just a royal pain to find out, oh, you gotta go here, but you gotta do certain things to get it. 
and, and like anywhere else I had them were like just like really shit levels compared to the weapon I had. I'm like, oh, I'll screw this. <laughs> but well, then it's a good thing that in the prior expansion they had implemented transmog. <laughs> so let's talk about the big bad from this one. Who was that one, Don? <laughs> For Missa Pandaria? Yeah. Garrosh fucking Hellscream. Yep. Yeah. Yay! I remember because around this time, around the time Pandaria came out, you were trying to get me involved on it. Trying to get me to check it out and shit. And you kept comparing me to Hellscream. Hell yeah! I said, if we were in a cosplay, motherfucker, you're Garrosh. And then Garrosh did that shit, and I'm like... Yeah. And then, and then the Garrosh, oh, well, that happens in the next expansion. Garrosh, I'm, I literally told my Garrosh, I'm like, dude, this is, this is your guy right here. If I was going to someone in charge who's going to fuck some shit up, that's going to be you. And then, and then the scene from Warlords of Draenor happened, and I'm like, sorry. My bad. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, so maybe not anymore. But, uh, uh, but that was, it, like I said. It made for a cool raid. The Siege of Orgrimmar raid. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And it's still referenced. It's like, I'm the mastermind between freaking that main Orgrimmar, the impenetrable fortress. Wasn't it raided recently? Oh, one little raid. No one ever let you live it down. Like, because <laughs> of Jason's favorite characters, the goblins. Uh, <laughs> They're not gnomes. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Absolutely true. Uh, so they're, even they're fighting the midget complexes in most of this. So that was. I'm shorter. No, I am. Well, that's Mister. Yeah, I like my Volpera. That's Mister <laughs> Pandaria in a nutshell. Then we go to like what seems to feel like the shortest expansion for like content. That just seems like is. Is it is? But I'm saying like it feels like. But 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 what they added to it made it long. Made you have to play it longer. Which was Warlords Drainer. Now this is where I hop back in. You were talking about your own private little garden back in Mists. That's where they came up with the idea for the garrisons in Warlords Drainer. And I was like, oh, I got my own fucking homestead? This is pretty badass. I ain't even mad. I'm eating Thrall's pops? I, I, I'm running around with Thrall this whole time? Shit, dude, I ain't even mad at this point. Like, I'm enjoying yeah. this. But that, it, that, it that, that, that's me. System. It, it was, was. A fun system to have your own little plot of the world that was for you, had things that you can do to progress it independently of what other people were doing. And then... Uh, if you're an alt player, it's a little tedious to have to redo that 12 times. But, yeah. but that being said, they added something that will either be known as, like, the one of the good things that they added or one of the most annoying fucking things that they've added, which is rep grind and achievements for flying. Why is it bad? I fucking hated grinding daily, and I still do. I'm not a fan of that. I currently hate it. Go ahead, Jason. Go ahead, go, go ahead, Jason. I still don't have Draenor flying. It's the only fucking place I don't have it. Same. I, I would say the same, same. thing. I do not have I, Draenor. I, None of us do. I do. I have Draenor flying. <laughs> Okay. I have Draenor Fly. Aren't you Mr. Special? Well, it took me fucking forever and pissed me off. And I'm like, I'm just going to get it because then I realized, and this is where it made it great, was once you did it once, it's account-wide. So when I'm like, oh, I need to level an alt through here, I get to fly everywhere to get where I need to go. So it being account-wide... I can see where you really need... So here's what I wish they would have done personally for this. Um, was give you an option. 
either make you pay an astronomical amount of gold to get it and make it character-based or keep it the way this way because I don't know what I would have done. Because that drove me nuts. And then when I found out that in this in Legion and Battle of Azeroth or in Battle of Azeroth we had to do it again I cried a little bit on the inside. I died. I died. I'm like god, I fucking hate this part. Now, but back on Warlords, it was really cool to go back in time and meet some of these people that some of the newer players never got a chance to do. So like they're only mentioned in in lore. like a little bit in Warcraft yeah. 1. Two and a few of them, three. Well, when you hear Thrall talking to uh, Garrosh all the time, talking about his father Grom, like the reason you're here is because your dad is probably one of the most people I respect the most out of everybody. Yada yada, and like you finally meet Gromash, and and that that Warlords of Draenor intro, holy shit! Like let's not even deny that that was fun because you change. you oh come on you went in and you saw all the characters yeah you know what i mean that, you saw all the baddies that you were going to fight one they, they, by they did one a nice job with that intro quest uh, and you know say what you will about the story it's a little i mean once you start throwing time travel like like that into the mix and we already had it a bit with the bronze dragon flight but <laughs> fucking crawl me yeah uh to, to have that intro quest to show you here's everybody here's a quick little cinematic of each one and boom name on the screen so that you're getting this introduction was really cool. I, and then, I, I thought that yeah. was a lot of fun. I still enjoy going through it on on all. Luckily for me, without flying, I can I can make it through that leveling content in just a couple hours, so I can get in and out of there quick. And then you get but but you get to bring in Gul'dan again, which sets yeah. you up for a lot of stuff. Which Gul'dan, fucking warlocks, god damn it. Um, so. That was fun. Like, I, Warlords of Draenor, I didn't do a lot of raiding with, I'll admit. No. No, which is a shame, because despite the fact that there weren't, there weren't that many raids to do, I, I think there were two major raids, uh, but I... Yeah, there were two. But, but they were, they were cool. Like, you get into them, and there's some very unique encounters. Some of the most well-designed fights uh, that I think that you're going to encounter in in a lot of the game and um, struggling to remember the name of the particular encounter because I don't have a page pulled up uh, but the, the train fights help me out if anyone remembers what I know which was. one you're talking about but I don't know what it was called Rock, ah. Rock Foundry I think something like it, that it was in the foundry I remember that much uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the fight but uh, anyway I'm looking it up right now but it it added a super cool dynamic to the fight it was really cinematic a lot of stuff to look out for like not only are you fighting the boss you're fighting the environment uh, and a, a really really detailed one too foundry was a really cool dungeon to move through a really cool raid zone to move through even just to go back and see it now and i can ima only imagine because i didn't raid it at the time that's something i think i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie that's gonna be something i might go do when I do this like week long every raid campaign, Jason, I don't know if you're sitting at your desk at this point. That's something I want to stream starting on a Wednesday, um, is or starting on a Tuesday. Raid every raid on stream of WoW, every single one. Mythic Nighthold. <laughs> Don, we needed you. <laughs> we really well, did. 
Maybe, maybe text me earlier than 11 p.m. That's that's bullshit. See, that was a Saturday. We were good to go, buddy. Um, but uh, if we move on from there, like Legendary, are very short, but very fun, very full of lore. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did. I, I, I there was things you could do in your stronghold that felt like very epic. That was just for you. Uh, I enjoyed the crap out of that. Uh, Two things that came of it, though, that I, I think are, have been a bit of a negative point, and they all started there. One, uh, the mission table, it, it went, it, it, it felt so required at the time, and it would then move. We'd see incarnations of it even still today in Battle for Azeroth. Thankfully, in Battle for Azeroth, it's less required. It's there briefly, but then you can kind of forget about it. There's only certain oh, ones you need to do, like certain specific ones you need to go yeah. through. That's like two hours, and that's like it, a break. Right, and it also, it, it was the introduction of content that would be deprecated. And I say that specifically the garrisons. Cool idea, right? We had a lot of fun. It was neat to have our own little special place. Come come Legion, that's gone. We don't have the, gar the garrisons are out there. They don't matter anymore. There's no reason to go back. Unless you're do, trying to do old content or get some old transmog gear. And we'll start to see that system going forward where we're going to have an expansion-only game mechanic. Something that's going to play into how we craft our own personal story, how we craft our character, how we play the game. That as soon as the expansion afterwards comes, that mechanic's gone. We it's, do, it's we out do, of the game. We do it a lot coming up, actually. Yeah. Uh, and, and it it's, makes it's unfortunate. And it I makes me sad. Right? Well, it... it it, from a from a design perspective, you have to get rid of this mechanic that players rely. It, it changed the way you fundamentally play your character, like say the artifact system, which we'll get to in a minute. And then it's it's gone, and now you have to rebalance classes around not having it. And Jason, you were gonna comment? No, I was pretty much just nodding in agreement. Okay. Yeah, we all were. But the, the, so once we get out of Warlords and we move on into Legion, now. I am mad at Legion, but I'm happy with Legion because Legion gave me two moments that I realized pissed me off. The first moment is when they took away Warlock's Metamorphosis and put it on Demon Hunters. I, I knew you were going to say that. God, that made me mad. <laughs> God damn it, that made me mad. I was so... Kill Jaden, damn it, that made me mad. Uh, Sargeras, I'll use him. He's bigger. But it then gave me one of the funniest damn moments and reaffirmed my hatred for gnomes. Because when you first got in there, you, you had... To, we were talking about, like, the garrisons. You start up your uh, class hall. And you go to your class hall. Well, warlocks, because I am the residential warlock player, that is what I stuck under and I enjoy the crap out of it, uh, is underneath Talaron. And the first, like, five minutes, you're like, we're gonna summon a demon and trap it here, and it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna suck its power. And then a gnome fucks it up for everybody. Goddamn gnomes. <laughs> and I'm like, I was talking, I swear to God, I was talking with everybody on one of our podcasts, and I'm like, you know what, well, it's gonna bad rap. So what? We nearly destroyed Dalaran in the first five minutes of Legion. We don't need to hate that, Okay. <laughs> We did it. Oops, my bad. You didn't. You didn't destroy it. We didn't. So we figured good. it out. I killed that guy. I have his heart, and it was pretty cool. Like I'm saying right now, I, I love some of the other class halls, and I'm doing a rogue just to go see its class hall. I mean, because yeah, it's all right. that, rogue, rogue is a decent one. That's the one I haven't seen yet, honestly. And 
Uh, I just want to go check it out because I, I, uh, it's the only one out of my mind when I think about the classes that it piques my pure curiosity. Because I'm like, what's I like the my grove. What's one? My grove. Your grove? The yeah, the druid one. Yeah. But I love the hell out of the warlock one. Holy I, hell. You looked like you were prepping for war. Yeah. Like I will say this about the rogue one. If you liked Skyrim's Thieves Guild, it's a lot like that. Oh, then I'm probably going to be disappointed. Got it. Um, <laughs> but I had fun in the Warlock one. I had such a good time. I was back there today for shits and giggles because I missed the place. I ended up throwing my guys on a quest for shits and giggles. Yeah. I'm like, I think thematically they, they did a great job with the class order halls. I think my least favorite was the first one I experienced, which was Demon Hunter. I was not super impressed with with that one, but it was it made sense. It was fine. I just didn't think it was as interesting to look at. It, it seemed like a rehash of the Death Knight. With the Death Knight thing, like I when they made the Demon Hunter, I originally my when they made the Death Knight, my first thought was they're trying to make a shadow damage, like a warlock tank. Then they made Demon Hunter, and I'm like, I feel like you're writing off Death Knights at this point. Because I saw less and less Death Knights in Legion than I saw anything else. Well, yeah, flavor of the month, right? You're gonna have to yeah. keep playing the class. Yeah, that's the yeah new but one. I still saw everything else. I saw still the same amount of warlocks, which is still very little, priests, warriors, paladins, monks. I saw less Death Knights than I saw any other class when I played Legion. But maybe let, I can speak to that. Well, obviously, let me oh. go ahead. So as a as a player that loves to play as a tank, uh, us tanks will try out every other tank because we kind of want to be the the best. So whenever there's a new tank to play, most tanks are going to try it out. You look at career tanks players, and I bet all of them or most of them have tried them all, and probably have a lot of them at max. So that's I started playing a demon hunter for that reason. I love I love death knights. Don't get me wrong, they're great. And I, I still enjoy them, and I think I, I would prefer them in Legion over Demon Hunter tanks. But that was it. That was the reason. We're like, hey, we gotta, we gotta try out this new one, because if it's if it's better in a raid, this is the one we're gonna play so that our raid can win. Okay, so really quick, I need to do a rehash, because I fuck, we, we screwed up, because we just, we started talking like players versus something else I wanted to cover, and that's on me. Uh, so if we go back to Cataclysm, Deathwing comes up, fucks up the world. Your job is to kill Deathwing. Got it. Yep. Miss a Pandaria. Garrosh fucks up. You find a you find a planet. Yeah, you find an island. Everyone goes after it. Garrosh finds out there's a source of power there. Takes a heart of it, corrupts the world, and then attempts to become all powerful and take over thing. Once again, Garrosh is bad. Thrall's bad for putting him in charge. Probably a bad move. Not horrible, but probably a bad idea. So your job there is well, to find to find Garrosh. You beat. Go on. In Thrall's defense, he wasn't aware of the power of the Shah. Of course. Until until we got there, and we under, we That's what we learn when we get there is that this is a very corrupting influence, akin to an old god style influence, that someone's going to be susceptible to. Saurfang. That should have been it right there. Saurfang. We wouldn't have had Warlords of Draenor. We would have been fine. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that began the domino effect of the downfall of having every war chief just 
sucker go away so much. And this is something that we were talking about earlier while you stepped away. Was literally let's talk about every big bad of every fucking expansion, and let's talk about how the horde is it. So I mean, Bulgin was pretty good. Uh, yes. Granted, he had like three or four days to be in charge. But yeah, yeah. So so like so if we go back now, we go back to Miss Garrosh fucks it up. Now we go into Warlords of Draenor. Now we didn't talk about why we went into the past. Uh, I can't remember why we went there, but I know Garrosh this was actually explained in the novel War Crimes. Garrosh was thrown into the past because it was literally they were going to execute him. Uh, actually, Vathral was going to do it first, and then Varian Rin steps in and stops him. And uh, there was a big argument on who should take care of it. The Pandaren stepped in and went, "Fuck both of you. He hurt us the most. We're taking him." Everyone wanted yes. to kill Garrosh. Everyone wanted to kill Garrosh. So they threw him into the past. Why? Because that seems like a good plan. Go meet your dad. What could Essentially, uh, they wanted the Bronze Dragons and Rathian wanted to bring the Horde from an alternate reality to come fight for them. Fucking Rathian. Against the Legion that was going to come. And they thought, hey, let's send Garrosh back there to try to bring them to this world. Apparently, that backfired big time as Kaimos Domu, who went with Garrosh in the alternate reality, was killed by Garrosh, and he then influenced Romash in what they were going to be. Hey, Daddy. Dan was offering and said, don't do this. Don't call for his uh, a temptation of power since this will lead you down the path of damnation. Awesome. Fucking cinematic, by the way. Loved every yes. minute. Watching watching Garrosh hand Gore Howl to his dad was awesome. I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I have yet to find a bad cinematic, honestly. I love them. Because they tell... Yes, they're, they're, not only are they visually gripping, they tell such great stories. And that happened. So we got to go beat... We had to go beat Gromash, or uh, Gar, uh, Gromash, but then he joins us we got to meet Garrosh, who's not even, like, the big bad in the whole thing, which turns out to be... God damn it, Gul'dan. Um, <laughs> fucking warlocks. Um, he was the instigator of everything. Technically, this from this expansion, he was. And you saved him, too. In the first five minutes of that expansion, you saved him. Instead of killing him, we saved him. Um, and then he ends up uh, meeting Archibond, becoming best buds. We're cool. Sergaris, we're good. And which, which, I, I, you know what? I think the problem with most warlocks, you aim too high. Don't, don't, don't go so high with your thought processes. Find someone low that can generate enough power that you need, and you're good like, to go, yeah, man. Uh, they didn't accept the demon blood, and they killed Madarod. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. Don't worry, I got a plan B. It's gonna work out great. Then I'll, then I'll summon you here to Draenor. It's gonna be cool. Oh, yeah, it doesn't end well. So you beat, you beat Archmond, and then Archmond sends Gul'dan back through the portal. <laughs> it's like, God. To our reality. reality which, which apparently we didn't stop Gul'dan from opening a fucking another dark portal, which you that think. That was also explained in when they uploaded the audio chapters on their uh, 
YouTube page of how Gul'dan came to our reality and opened the portal, which leads into Legion. Screw that crap. That motherfucker needed a builder's permit for that shit, okay? So, and he did not get that shit signed off. That's his fault, okay? And he, now we're in Legion, which its opening cinematic is beautiful because you got the Horde and the Alliance working together. It's essentially WoW D-Day. And we're like, yeah. this is great. And then you can literally, I think what's so cool, and I think Chris did not get a chance to experience this, was on one platform, you have literally all the Horde player characters. On the other, you got all the Alliance player characters, and you're both beating up the same thing, jockeying for, like, some position in this. Like, who's got the bigger balls in this well, scenario? You're both, you're both going... You have the same final target, obviously. As yes, I'm, I'm, trying, I, I'm talking about like just like just being smarter. Like Tyrion Foredragon, or Foraging dies in the beginning of this, which sucks. Who wants to? Who wants to claim for the kill? I do. No, I do. Yeah. You, you're you're knocking off big lore characters in that cinematic in that intro area alone. Uh, yeah. Bolgen and then is also, it? Rin also. also, which which oh my, that motherfucker, Varian Rin. We'll get on him later. The, the coolest thing Bob I think Varian. about that, in, that intro, the intro cinematic into the intro quest that you play as. Oh, it's the view. You do run through. Well, so if you play it on a horde character, you get to see what happens there uh, when you finally make that assault. It's, it's assault version two after the first one fails. And after Vulgen has died, transfers control of the horde over to Sylvanas, who leads the next assault as your player character enters. And you get to see that they're getting overwhelmed and Sylvanas calls the retreat. From the Alliance side, you just see the Horde leaving as if they're leaving the Alliance to their death. And it sows a lot of discord between the factions. And you, you as an Alliance player, you go into this thinking, we just got betrayed. We just got led to our deaths mm -hmm. by the Horde. You yep. play the Horde side and you realize, no, they didn't leave so that they could let the Alliance die. They left because they were going to die themselves. But, Very cool way for players to experience that. Yeah, which is really cool because it's like, you, you at that point, it's a misunderstanding, and you know neither side is going to talk about this. Neither side is going to sit down, have a conversation. It's never really addressed between the two sides at any point. But like... Well, I, well, I think part of that, too, is you could, you could talk about that all you want between the leaders, but what is what are the Alliance going to hear? They're going to hear the Horde saying that, oh, we had to retreat... And what are they going to think? No, you probably didn't. Maybe you just it's, wanted it's to save yourself. It's all going to be you know, a fight. Who, yeah. Are they even going to believe it's it? It's all just a build-up for the next which, which is where right. this is where we get the change of leaders. Now, we get Sylvanas Windrunner to take over the Horde. Probably Vol'jin's greatest mistake. Now, I don't remember what the hell Vol'jin whispered to her. I don't remember what that was. I don't think we ever get, like, the actual... Uh, part in there, like okay, and, and, and this is and this, by the way, me saying it's it's his greatest mistake is coming from a sitting right here. I've played, sure. I've seen oh, yeah. perspective. Okay, yeah. that's that. Well, and at, at the time, the time Vulcan, it looked Vulcan beautiful. Had said it was it was the Loa that had spoken to him. Probably Bomb Sandy. It's not. I don't think it's ever made clear who spoke to him and told him. If I had to guess, it'd be yeah, Bomb Sandy. Later, when we find out. Yeah, so we we will find out later that there was there was a reason behind why he did it. And do you know now, Grant? Um, 
are we allowed to go into spoiler territory since this is uh, alpha information for Shadowlands? Let's actually let's, let's hold let's off not on the Shadowlands info until we get there. But we'll, got it. Those those listening, you you kind of have an idea, especially if you've been following what's coming out of, of where we're gonna go with this. But there, something told him, and, and he interpreted it as as being the Loa speaking to him, his gods telling him this is what you need to do. And as players, we're like, why? What? This doesn't make any sense. And then we'll see later that it's well, probably might have been a bad idea. So we have to kind of just kind of hold on and think, well, did someone, was he misled? Was it the old gods speaking to him and corrupting him? We don't know. But we just, all we know is something told him this needed to be done. And this is the way it had to be. But going into yeah. BFA, watching that cinematic for BFA, you think he made the best choice ever. Oh, oh man. Oh my Oh my god. Oh my god. Cheer when you saw that banshee form come out. Father! And then you see Sarfang. Yeah, Sarfang got a hard on right there. He's yeah, like, "Hell." Hey. Oh my god. Like Recon Zappy Boy just <laughs> Zappy Boy. Oh, Zappy here's Boy. The thing. Go ahead, Jason. Here's the thing about that. Yes, the cinematic, you're just like rock hard about that but then when you like actually play what you're doing you're just like yeah let me get back to the legion here because because we go to bfa my first thought was honestly when volgen was gonna like name a war chief my first thought was it's gonna be B- bane bloodhoof yeah that's who you believe at that very second for the people standing in that room was either going to be Sourfang or Bane Blood. Because Sourfang, if there wasn't a major character, had been there for everything that you've done up until this point. Even, even in Northrend. That. Even in Northrend. Like, as a player. For players never played, like, like the first couple of games, but played, like, these expansions. Sourfang had been there. I'm talking about everywhere. Go back and think about it in your head. Where that man you've seen him. Like, even his kid, man. Like, you, you've been everywhere. Like, it's been great with him. But when you get into Legion, where you have to, like, unlock Legion flying. Uh, I know. It, what? It, story-wise, again, it, awesome content. The, the story team does a great job integrating a lot. Who's the big bad in this one, Don? Goddamn Warlock. <laughs> Motherfucker. God. Wasn't, though. Warlocks no. can't catch a break. <laughs> okay, we take, care of, we take care of Gul'dan in Nighthold. Yeah, which is like, I think, 8.1? No. Like that. Uh, it's, it's the second content. Oh, it's the it's the, it's the first major content patch. It's the second raid. It's something like that. He's somewhere up there, but he, he, he was the one that, like, you look at, but it's still a demon. Like, it's still, like, you're still pulling a demon. I'm like, God the, damn the, it. The quest content and story content leading up to that was fantastic. Suramar City, seeing that from above briefly in the beginning and then going back 10 levels later and getting to experience a, li- a living, breathing, massive city. Allied races! The allied races were outstanding. It was a great addition to the game. I think. Reintroduction of the uh, older sister of the Wind- Windrunners? Yeah. Oh. Illyria. And uh, Terralian. I will say right here, for for me as a Horde player, my only Alliance race that I enjoy is Jirnai. So seeing Lightforge Jirnai, I'm like, that's a Paladin. I don't know what else yeah. you're going to play as that thing. Maybe a Priest, but that's all as far as you're going to get. But like seeing like the Lightforge Jirnai, 
the rep runs, the different zones you had to bounce through to do everything. The introduction of world quests were, yeah. were so good. Yeah, and then it, it really it, it just building off of not only do we have the, the Broken Isles to start with and the, the very unique and very fun zones, having gone through them again recently myself, they're, they're tremendously well designed. And then you get the new leader of the, the Alliance, who I didn't bring up, which is Anduin Rin. You get yep. the baby face, which tells you right there, like, wow, we can't even get a good like line of succession here. It's going to be a human. It's wow. never because my first thought was if you're going to leave somebody in charge, somebody with experience, I thought it was going to be Greymane. I was hoping that they would change something and make it Greymane, like because Greymane's insane. Guy's great. He's got the battle tactics. He's got the leadership ability. But you're going to put the the. He's a, he wasn't even a pirate at the time, but it like, like <laughs> but you yeah. take you take, instead you take the priest wanna go paladin and Anduin Rin. Well, I can, I can understand. Well, I understand. Yeah. yeah, that's where I don't I don't like the alliances. The fact that they still go king's bloodline. Well, not only that, but Stormwind being the major seat of power for the alliance, you have Gen Greymane, who is controls a relatively small kingdom in the grand scheme of the alliance. You've got the Night Elf leaders who were never meant really to... They're, they're, they're meant to take care of more important matters than political leadership. Oh, and, don't and first got, off, let's shoot off that whole like land area problem where the main seat of power is Orgrimmar, and we put a troll and a freaking banshee in charge who are from well, neither area. Well, but that's that's the Horde. They're, that's what I'm saying. That's why... That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's why people enjoy the Horde... Just that much more. Well, the Horde are led by the War Chief that it unites the factions that run very much. They they are semi-autonomous when it comes to being a part of the Horde. It's a collection of alliances that together these different factions that unite under a similar banner, but do kind of run themselves independently of the overall politics for for the most, except for major story elements. That's the idea. Whereas the Alliance, they are very much, if you're part of this, This here is the hierarchy that you're going to, to follow. And and that's what I feel sad for the Alliance for, honestly. Like, they, you, you look at them and they're like, you're screwed. Like, if you're a gnome, don't ever aspire to be in power. You're pretty much done. Dwarf, well, you're not going to run the Alliance anytime soon. But in the Horde... They had their chance. In the Horde, if you're strong enough and you're smart enough... You have an opportunity. You have a chance. Yeah. What well, the Alliance have done a better job in recent years of incorporating their different races and kingdoms into leadership positions. You have these leaders from each one. And it, you've got a high tinker Mechatork that is leading. He is a gnome who is a leader of his people. Oh, because you have those people that are leader of your people, but don't ever aspire to be in charge of everything. That's well, my thing. I mean, look at Magni. He just said, fuck this. I'm just going to help everybody in the fuck. Oh, Magni. Yeah, but Magni got lucky. Like, Magni, like, oh, shit. But we haven't gotten BFA yet, so. Yeah, yeah he's also kind of been returned to uh, a, a different form than uh, what, I mean, that, you know, that kind of started in Legion, though. It started even well. It started well. Before Legion. That, but uh, when Magni actually turned into Crystal, that was right before Cataclysm, and that was actually explained in the book The Shattering, I believe. 
That's why I brought it's Grant. Not until he read the books. <laughs> He's book smart. But let's go into Legion really quick. So we get to the point where we uh, everyone's now bringing in the demon hunters because they realize that they're the ones that are going to lead us out of this problem. We don't hate Illidan anymore because... He's back. He's going to be who we need. Because if we don't fucking do this, Illidan was right. But Cenaris is already dead, so it doesn't and really matter. Cenaris right. <laughs> is like, over my cold, dead body, will he be right? And Cenaris is dead. Uh, uh, yeah. Malfurion, excuse me. That quest line. Yeah, Malfurion is... imagine uh, Illidan shatters a Naru. Yeah, Illidan don't fuck around. Um... Everyone's Illid- saying, no, no, you gotta do this. No, you gotta do this. No, you have to do Destiny. No means no. <laughs> Illid is a beast. Illid is a motherfucking man. Uh, so you go in there and you find out Sargeras Sager- is running everything. He's one of like the big titans up there in that little divine council that is whatever the fuck that council was. The Seed of the Pantheon. That was it, Seed of the Pantheon. And you, that raid was fun. That raid yeah, was entertaining. Yeah, when, when well, even leading up to that, we go to another planet. We go to Argus and see this is a world where the Life Forge Jani. Yeah, it's it's That's well, where, where the, the Draenei came from as a whole. Back then, they were they were known as the Eredar. But when they went into exile after the Legion consumed Argus, that's when they became known as the Draenei, or the exiled ones. Yeah, and when we get to fight a, a, a keeper of a world soul, essentially. That, you know, we get to fight Argus. That is correct, Dungeon Mapster. They do have more, so much more lore, and I, I've been really debating on getting those myself just to read them. Thank you for that comment from Twitch chat keep going but i mean so we get there we go to argus we get to have so many more world quests you get the that's where the rep grind begins to be able to start really getting uh you start people like like the high uh, the high uh the high torn um the void elves the freaking uh that's all be is that i'm not i'm not that yeah you got the um the high mountain torrent yeah you've got the um the night born well no, that's yeah. bfa that's bfa that's bfa excuse me no no, uh, no Nightborn, night. Uh, so High Mountain Torrent and Nightborn for yep. the war. Yeah. So Night Nightborn. Oh, that was, I'm, from Sturamar. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the Lightforge Stranai and the Void Elves. Which pissed me off. I wanted the Void Elves. God damn it. Yeah, I saw that. But it makes sense though. It, I I, I know sense. why it makes sense. I know why it makes sense. But I wanted them. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're they are cool looking. What's up? The Magar orcs. Magar come in and battle. BFA. They come into BFA. Yeah. So uh, and also let's not forget the the major major lore components uh, that players really got to get their hands on in BFA. I haven't got to BFA yet. Oh, uh, sorry, in Legion. Um, I'm t- we, see, you know, fiddling there. Yeah. Uh, the major element that players got their hands on in Legion, the artifacts. Oh God, I hated that because mainly when they started rearranging everything, because uh, I run a hunter class mostly. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I got this. I didn't care about anything else. I got I this. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. They took away my ability for Reign of Arrows to be like its actual own ability, and I can cast it whenever the fuck I want. Instead, they utilized it to be like for auto attacks. So if I'm auto attacking somebody, it's going to rain arrows on them also. Like, oh, that's just dumb. I don't want that. I mean, that's a yeah. whole giant area. 
Yeah, yeah, but the, the quest lines involved in <sighs> unlocking the different artifacts, especially for some classes that have these iconic weapons. Like, yep. let's let's take one of the most iconic legendary weapons from history. And, well, so we've got the Doomhammer, which we know has been used by a major character who gives it to a shaman. This is for you now. But it's felt, the other one, his exact words were, since I killed Garrosh, it has felt like dead weight in my hands. Yes. It has gotten heavier and heavier. You take it. And that's uh, when he backed away from the elements. But we also, the scene! We also, for uh, for Paladin players, finally, finally get your hands on an Ashbringer, which is a super cool weapon. It had a great artifact ability, Wake of Ashes, super fun to use. That, that weapon, seeing that weapon wielded by if you played a paladin to be able to hold that thing after knowing since since the game launched there were rumblings of this weapon and players have tried year over year to try and get their hands on it uh, and be at best you got a corrupted version of it that wasn't even that good but now here it is you, you've got the ashbreaker and and every class every class getting something cool druids getting awesome looking new forms oh, but let's let's talk about warlocks for a minute we're the ones that got to do something that was super fun, and that was piss off Gul'dan. Yeah. To get the scepter of Sargeras from Gul'dan, I'm like, oh wow, I'm looking at a raid boss right now. And then I betray him, and I take it and I bounce. I'm like, well, that seems about right. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. That was entertaining. And, and every class has, had gotten something cool, and then on top of that, to be able to unlock the different artifact appearances through some very monumental gameplay uh, some of them being a little easy you'd get through your main quest stuff but when we get to uh, the I think it was eight uh, sorry seven three when we get the mage tower and some of the most difficult solo content depending on your class to unlock this very epic looking skin for your weapon that will really show off to people that, hey, I know my class. Particularly if you got it earlier in the expansion as opposed to later in the expansion, but like, I am a pro at this content. I know what to do. Here's my proof right here in my hand. That, I think, was, a for me at least, for, for the ones that I was able to, to finish off, was a huge accomplishment. I will say that, like, like fucking, uh, what was it? Like, like, keeping them as transmog is what makes me the happiest. Because my, my, because you lose them. You do lose them. But my shaman getting to run around Doomhammer still makes me the happiest. I don't, I don't think my shaman ever walks around without Doomhammer. Oh, transmog. I, I, I'll pick up a new axe and I'll run it back and I'll freaking transmog it. Yeah. Mine's not and... using it. <laughs> um, Mine are fist weapons. Uh, uh, my, mine were still fist weapons, and I can still transmog it into freaking Doomhammer. Yeah, my, my no, I transmog it into. I tend to use the uh, the the mage tower skin, the the werebear skin. I will for my uh, guardian druid. I will make something here. The, the most difficult I've ever encountered. Uh, I will say right here, uh, uh, Grant, uh, which makes me funny here. If you could not have joined us tonight, or Jason, the person that's talking to me in Twitch chat right now is uh, my friend Kong. And he would have been the next guy I wanted. Because he's the only person that still refers to me as uh, Thrall's uh, given name. <laughs> he, he does. It's so, so great. He would have been the next guy. He was on my list. I mean, all right. I see, I see how he could have just 
Also joined. I like it with five. Um, but, but Legion, very fun. They're entertaining. Some good memorable moments. Um, prepped us great for Battle for Azeroth. Now, let's get into BFA. Because uh, this is where Chris got his like footing. This is where four of us in here, Grant, sorry, uh, streamed the launch. And, yeah, oh my god, I'm, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. If you want to join us, Grant, please, five person group running through it, I'll be more than happy. Uh, we had such a good time. And we better be doing mythics if it's all five. Oh no! Yeah, but we need. But, yeah, we we well, we will as soon as we get. We got to get past like the freaking opening, and when we max level, we will. Uh, but I'm saying that right now that was that cinematic. Like I still get chills watching that cinematic. Just thinking about Sylvanas watching, and this is where you you really want to like side with her at the beginning, because Sylvanas has been made war chief, and and Lordaeron is getting decimated at this point, because ba baby king Anduin is hanging out with Greymane and, and she's getting pummeled and she realizes she needs to turn the tide right now. Jumps herself off of a defensive position onto a thing, onto a, like a parpet and just destroys this arrow tower as a banshee. Lands, smoke everywhere, screams at the greatest voice, for the whore! And it echoes just beautifully. And like I said, you saw Sourfang just get rock hard. He's like, that's my war chief. When Sourfang, when Sourfang was sold, that's when I was sold. I'm like, she's doing it. He picked up that flag, axe in one hand, flag in the other, and just ran down people left and right. The Torin came out from behind the thing, barreling over people. Zappy boy got to gets his moments and just zapped people, and it was great. And like the. And even Sylvanas was pretty much a hype man. Oh my god! And then fucking like Anduin, and at that point you're like, oh my god, the whole he hacks PvP rules and mass reses in combat. <laughs> and then he max reses in combat, and you're like, he he. Here's the thing: I have mass respect for Varian. Okay, Varian Rin was, and I'll get into like our favorite character is my favorite alliance character. Like, bar none. Like, next to... Uh, I can't remember his name. Exodar... Uh, I can't remember his name. The High Patriarch of the Draenei, who I enjoy the crap out of him. I can't remember his Velen. name. Velen. thank you. I love Velen. All the things that Velen did. Sacrifices, bar none. Just holding his people together. Varian Rin. When Anduin was standing there, and he realized he's holding his dad's sword, and just drops it. Raises his hand to the sky. Calls down the power of the gods mass reses and heals everybody picks it up and screams stand together for the alliance oh my god damn we gotta fight and then Especially you get that you get that, that whole saving private ryan moment where everything slows down and it's just all quiet oh at the end oh you got everything back onto a steady playing field and you get that last moment where it's literally an orc jumping at a human and it brings you back to warcraft one it, it, the, the the base version that's what they were aiming for was we're gonna take this back to the opening we're gonna do it <laughs> oh my god Dan's response was that was the horse fault for not targeting the healer first <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I love Kong. You're one of my favorite people. But that, but that moment, like I still like show people like that right there. I'm like, if you don't get chills, like just watching those leaders, like. But my favorite moment was Greymane, like the Godfather of Anduin. As soon as he heals, everybody's like, yeah, that's my boy. Like, good job. You know what I mean? But after that cinematic, and you, and you know, there we go. You you find out that I'm not gonna say she's Hitler, but she's Hitler. <laughs> no, don't you dare insult Hitler like that, okay? <laughs> Sorry. She literally had to set a button when they got in the right spot to set off the bomb. Time out. She burned her own homeland. Time out. Uh, the the freaking the Russians do that all the time, okay? So it wasn't so bad. But like we're watching, we're like, God damn. And then me and Jason are watching this together, and we're like, you know, this is pretty bad. And then she, Bert, you know, Bert Tandrasil, and we're both looking at each other going, you know, it's not really a bad battle plan when you put it into perspective. As someone who, yeah. As someone who mains a druid, that was pretty rough for me. But we, but, but. But we still defended it for like a day, like for like a week. We're like, this isn't so bad, is it? Hell, in the beginning, God, the Chris, Chris, didn't even want that tree in the first place. Grant, after, Chris, after we saw the cinematic and we were like done for a moment, Bruce is like, so how do you feel? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I just witnessed. I witnessed a great battle that turned into like. Was that really necessary? I'm a warlock player, so I was like 50-50 drawn on that one. So I'm like, you know, that wasn't I mean, I, so it was, bad. It was like I mean, I fucking Dresden burn. Showing your power, but then there's like a line you shouldn't cross. And I think that line might have been crossed. Well, here's the thing. They were trying to destroy Loderon, so she did the same thing to them. I'm not so mad about it. It's like, oh, she God. first. She did. In battle strategy, she did everything absolutely right. Horde strategy. Yes, all of this started back when, let's see, who was it? Sargeras <laughs> stabbed a planet and made Azerite appear, which became the ultimate resource that both factions wanted to get their hands on. Yeah, let's not and forget the reason that, why yeah. the Night Elves went, why the Horde went after the Night Elves at first was try to keep a secure supply line for those minerals to become to the horde's power i'm just saying like i wasn't really mad about that at first i'm just like we just weren't expecting i was it was it was like it was out of left field for me but then you start like listening strategy, okay it was good burning the still that might have been i mean like that you stylistic you... though that that stylistic like animatic style that they had for that cinematic that cutscene. Between that and the other ones they did too, the one for Jaina, yeah. but we'll get to that in a minute. It's beautiful, beautifully done. The art team yeah, it was. is a phenomenal yeah. job again. Everything they did was like been better for Azeroth as we like get to the end and uh it's like, yeah. we'll talk about like Battle for Azeroth added back the fucking achievement flying God damn it. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt again. I got it today. Okay. Only reason I got it today was the reputation buff. I'm so happy about that. I cried a little bit on the inside. Back from Mechadar rep takes a while. Yeah! He's like, the grind is over. I was literally like, fuck, the grind's over. Get me by all the sands and I'll fucking fly you anywhere so you don't have to do this shit. 
There's only one of us has to do it. But yeah. but the BFA raids, I'm still um, in the middle of them. I am. Um, uh, Don, do you want to take us through? Like, so we got BFA, right? So we got the big yeah, fight happening. Yeah, you got no. You have some. You had three. We got you to the fourth one, which makes me happy. Yeah. Crucible of Storms, which I still have to do because I don't have to do it, but I want to. I want to see what the story is like. Uh, so we ended up getting to the. Uh, you had the beginning. You had the fights. You had her pretty much just nuke, freaking ground zero, uh, Lordaeron. So we're pretty much done with the the the. If you want to go back there now, it's pretty much impossible. Unless you turn the time back to go to the Undercity, which was a pretty cool place to hang out, honestly. It was really fun to watch get raided a bunch of times, too. <laughs> like, wow, fuck, man, you guys are ballsy. Like, yeah, I, well, there was a sewer entrance, so it yeah. was a little bit faster. Yeah, but it was fun. Like, and, like you just went and killed them, and it was just a good time. Uh, so we had that, and then let's go on to the part where... Uh, so... Saurfang goes... Saurfang pretty much turns his back on the Horde. The current Horde. Because he yep. believes this is not his Horde. And I agree. Hashtag not my... I even made a post not too long ago. I, it just came up actually two days ago a year. Two days ago a year was I said, hashtag not my Warchief. Yeah. I made that joke. I made that, I mean, I put that up there. Only a couple people remember it. It was fun. Um, and then... I did that, and then uh, Sarafang, you started a storyline with Sarafang. You could either take Sarafang's side, or you could take Silv uh, Sylvanas' side, and that was up to you. And I I was Sarafang's side the whole way through. I, I may be, like, an asshole, but, like, very honorable when it comes to people. So I agreed with what he was doing. He believed in honorable warfare. Honor doesn't necessarily mean the winning side, it just means you can sleep at night when you're done. If you're alive. Um, so, I forget Sylvanas plague bombed the undead human armistice and kicked off the official fourth war. That is correct, Dan. That's pretty much what we were talking about. That's pretty much what we meant. Um, well, and that, that takes place before the events that happen at, uh, yeah, at the... Yeah, in the... Before the storm. Yes. Uh, novel. Yes. Um, so we get on to Battle of Azeroth. We end up people duking it out. They're all fighting. Uh, there's now distinct through the ranks. Rexar ends up killing Derek Proudmore. It gets crazy because they're, they're like a lot of people are still fighting with honor. I mean, I'm not going to lie. People are still fighting with honor out there, but there's some people that are doing some things. Once he kills Derek Proudmore, you have to go get his body, and she wants to res it, make him a sleeper agent. It gets weird, and it's where Bane Bloodhoof like turns into like I, I can't be part of this. Yeah, and, like, and it, there's a line where you just do not cross. Now we're going to talk about well, and, and during this whole time, we get what is quite possibly, at least up until this point, the greatest cinematic that's existed in World of Warcraft: Old Soldier. Oh my god, old soldier! I Zappy boy fucking killed it. Yes. Oh, that, that was that, great. If you haven't that, had a chance, go look it up. It literally. Some of the, if you're a fan, some of the greatest six minutes of Warcraft you'll ever experience. I found as soon as I saw a post, I sent it to Jason. I'm like, this is this is this is fucking amazing. I sent it to Grant. I sent it to a whole bunch of them. Like, this is great. Um, I easily watched it a dozen times. I mean, that is, and and they they knew that one was so good that they just 
ramped up the quality of not just the writing, not just the acting, but the the visuals. But, so, so good. But here's the thing. So Thrall had left. After he could never control Doomhammer again, he bounced. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm no longer a war chief. The elements are in balance. The cataclysm is done. I'm no longer technically a shaman, I feel like. I don't know what he is now. We'll find out later, but he left. He's an outlaw. He's an outcast. He just left. Speculation, new aspect of the earth. Maybe. He but he rolled in. Uh, so Saurfang's like, I need to find Thrall. He's the last person I, I can talk to right now. So he goes and he finds Thrall. And when he finds Thrall, Thrall has got his wife. He's got his kids. He's got a little he's got a little like location out in Outland that he wants to stay in. That was that was their location before they moved there, and he was happy with it. And then two undead rogues attack attack to kill them. And one of the most badass Saurfang moments of all time happens when he catches an invisible one and just snaps his neck. While it's invisible, just one hand, just click, we're done. Just drops him down. Like it's nothing. And Thrall gets pissed. He's like, you led them here? And he goes, I followed them here. And that's when Thrall kicks. He's like, you people like, Starfang looks at goes, people like you and me, we don't get to hide. And he kicks over this anvil, pulls out an axe, throws it on his shoulder, and he's like, fuck it, let's go. First blood was thrown against me. I'm, I'm going after him now. And that's where we get him back into play in the picture. He doesn't play a huge role, but only in cinematics. But it was still, it's, it's pretty bad. I think it was, uh, it's pretty it was great. Starfang and Thrall that tried to break Bane out of prison alongside with Jaina and Shaw. The... Yep, Shaw. I had a, had a brain fart there for a second. I just did that recently. <laughs> I just did that. Matthias Shaw, I believe. Matthias, it was yeah, not, it, it. Wasn't, it wasn't Derek Shaw. Derek Shaw is uh, from Fast and the Furious. So uh, <laughs> that's Deckard, my bad. Damn it. I had a good joke there. Uh, so he pulls out that, and they go break up uh, Bane, because Bane gave back uh, Derek uh, Proudmore to Jaina. So they went and break him out, which is a really fun little thing, because you get more Sun Reavers, who are like the the, the off the like the offset of the Sindori. Like they're the very like they're the they're the Crusader versions of the Sindori. And, like, that's a cool storyline that happens. That's why we can go into more detail, because this is all fresh in our minds. Um, but the Horde Alliance, let's move on to, like, the next raid, because in the next Horde Alliance fighting in the ocean, Nazatar opens up, and we're now underwater. I'll actually just finish that out really quick. So, we don't know who's going to run the Horde anymore, because Saurfang actually fights Sylvanas. And he convinces Sylvanas, to, he tricks her into saying... The horde is weak. The horde is nothing, and she runs off. Boom, she's gone. It's one of the and most that, touching that look scenes. Look on the soldiers too when she says that. You can see some of them are like, "Did that really just happen?" Oh fuck! So the look on Even the Forsaken were like, "Wow." Sh yeah. Hashtag not it's our like, war chief. This is how you really feel. Wow. And then like the, one of the greatest moments you've ever seen is like, "What are we doing? We're taking them home." Thrall picks them up, puts them on his shoulder. You get Anduin at the leg, you get Zappy Boy on the other shoulder, shoulder, and they walk him into Orgrimmar, and all they do is look at the guard. The guard taps down the stick twice, the door opens. More people tap down the sticks, the doors open all the way, and they get to walk. A human, non-violently, got to walk into Orgrimmar. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
That was... I'd seen the cinematic before I did it, but it still grabbed me the second time I watched it. Like, even Kayla watched it with me, and she's just sitting here like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, it's amazing. It was... And yet, from uh, from Sylvanas' perspective, you have to look back in the lore, especially since she technically has died uh, three, three times. times throughout the lore. First one was when she got turned to a banshee. Second was when she hurled herself off of Ice Crown Citadel after the death of Arthas. Mm-hmm. And, sec- and the third one was when she was supposedly assassinated while assaulting Grey Main Wall during the Silver Pine Forest quest line. Yeah, but when you and, command and Valkyries, you're pretty like, well there's okay. There's nothing after death, and she's like, if I'm able to avoid this as best I can, we be in the clear. Well, that there begins the theory of uh, how she got her power. Right, and we'll we'll seed that way into uh, Shadowland speculation in a minute. But... It's like even after that cinematic when Sarfang faced Sylvanas, when you talk to magic casters after that cinematic, none of them can confirm what type of magic Sylvanas used during that fight. I remember that story. They've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep, and but then once again, like you're talking about Sylvanas coming back. When you got the Valkyries on your side, you're pretty well good. But even that's a limited resource. And oh, of course. Very clear. It is it is a limited resource, but it's been that's how she's come back twice so far. Yeah. Especially when Tyranda kills one. Yeah. And for those that don't know, the, the Valkyries can raise certain people fine. They can raise people as Forsaken, and that's part of the necromantic magic that Sylvanas has that that they kind of build off of. But they can sacrifice themselves to revive Sylvanas. But that that kills one of them permanently. So the I believe it was three that she had at at her command. And I've, we've had two get taken out. Well, we have, yeah. One, I, I, one I, to revive her and, and one that was killed. She might have more. We don't know because she pulled a lot from... Uh, she might have gotten more. We don't know at this point. It's a very big speculation on why many she actually has She tried in Legion to enslave the I remember that the one. Valkyr before Greymane sabotaged that plan. So oh, boy, she do had I remember a chance that. for unlimited Valkyries at her disposal when Greymane took it away. So yeah. she might have gotten more in the long run. We'll see. But she doesn't have unlimited, so we'll see. Nope. So then we get Najatar where we bring in Nazoth. He's back again. Like, you get to hear more about him. Uh, which is one of the old gods that has corrupted people in the past, such as Nefarian, bring him the Deathwing. That's why we get the, the problem with um, Rathian being part of any of this, is the fact that his dad... Like, like, good things happen to people. So the Black Dragonflight is... I feel bad for them. They got bad, like... I don't know. It's it's really bad for them because you have people like like Deathwing that's been part of your clique. You know what I mean. So, um, with that, uh, we'll go on and like you kill Nizab. I haven't seen the ending of that yet. I'm working on it. Uh, you pretty much shoot a laser and kill Nizab. Is what my understanding is. Is yeah. It's about it's about it right there. Cool. Yeah, Dance Very cool. Very cool place to visit, uh, to visit Nyalotha, the Waking City, especially yeah, that... if you're a fan of Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very beautiful zone, very fun fights. Uh, all right, so we go into what's happening next. Uh, 
At the end of the Lich King, which we didn't bring up, was uh, Balfour uh, Four Dragon. I can't remember his, if I'm saying his I messed up his name. Uh, who was it? Uh, Tyrion's brother? It's it's tip of my tongue right now. Uh, Bolvar. 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 Dragon. Chris saw the cinematic recently. Yeah. Because we did ICC together, so I could yeah. show him how great that looked. I Be got the Kingslayer title. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-five man heroic with two people. Yep. Um. So we ended up uh, going to do that, and he becomes the Lich King because the Lich King commands the Scourge, and you got to keep the Scourge in check. So there has to be a Lich King. There's so. Correct. Yes. So as long as the Lich King had doesn't, as long as the Lich King doesn't have Frostmourne, they're okay with when it comes to uh, being able to keep in control. Yeah. Well, and and this is again, I think a little speculative, but one thing we'll see because we're going to discuss it in a minute is it's not necessarily you need a Lich King, you just need someone to control the helmet. Correct. But the helmet is the essence of the Lich King. Right. So which so, is now. <laughs> So, so continue what, what you were going to say now that we've... So, Sylvanas, Sylvanas uh, pretty much gets pissed off and she goes up into ICC. And pretty... Well, you mentioned her, her little quote uh, before she bailed. Which one was it? That how she just said, the horde is weak, I don't need it this war anymore. She got what she wanted. Yeah. If you can yeah. see yourselves as I see you. Exactly. Toy soldiers in tin plates. Beasts who howl for honor, standing as one. Savor it. Nothing lasts. And then she bounce. This is why I call. This is why I called Grant. By the yeah. way, if anyone wants to know why I called Grant, this is why I called Grant. Ultimately, ultimately, it's like she believes no matter what happens in the end, you'll all become the forsaken. In the long run, she looked at the full horde as a means to an end. So we've, we've set the stage. Sylvanas has made her her declaration to all the people and, and makes her way to Ice Crown Citadel for a very specific purpose. To fight Bolvar Four Dragon, who yep. at the end of the Lich King took over because he had already, the Dragon Flames had fucked him up and the only way he was going to actually be able to survive was to become a Lich King. Like to, yes. So he takes that power. And he always gets some equipment upgrades, apparently, at some point. I, I, that I did not see. I know what had happened. I had not seen it personally. Gets a nice I feel hit. like he just looted uh, Arthas's body. Did not. He's armor. got he's got a hammer. He's got some cool Besides shit. The hammer. He's got some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? He got some good shit. Got a hammer. Got some armor. Went to fighter. Was a really good fight at the beginning. I wish the yeah. fight would have lasted a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> Well, I think what was really cool about that cinematic and, and the fight is you get to see the power of the Lich King. The abilities that are used during the Lich King fight back in Wrath of the Lich King expansion, you see him use. You see him use the, the, <laughs> the Winter Summon. Someone just said, uh, Dan just said, Sylvanas, I'm taking my toys and I'm going home. Windrunner. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of. Uh, but, but, but he starts using some of the spells. I think he didn't have the combat like experience that Arthas would have had. Like Arthas would have fared a lot better against Sylvanas. I don't even think it's that. I think it's it's you. As we said before, you're he's fighting a magic that is otherworldly. Yeah. So, but it's still Bolvar, who was a paladin. I think, uh, but so was Arthas. But I think Arthas had more time with the power. He would have had more power. I, I don't. Guess. I don't think anything yeah. would have changed. 
truth be told. I think the fight would have been closer. Yeah, but so, obviously, as, as the way we're talking, you know that the fight doesn't end well for Bolvar. He dies. No, she he just got set free. He's dethroned. Yeah, he pretty much, I'm pretty sure he's dead at this point. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he'll be there, like, half dying yeah. when we get there. We'll talk to and him. Then, and then you get my absolute favorite part of that cinematic. There's Done? the helmet laying there on the ground. That's the, the, the helmet that bestows the power of the Lich King. And you see Sylvanas pick up that helmet, telling Bolvar he's not fit to wield that power. Looking Holding like she's going to put it on. Right there. Like, just, is it about to get set on? And then, rips the thing in half, destroying the power that controls death. Oh. At least as far as our planet is concerned, as far as Azeroth is concerned. What is that Hashtag mean? Sylvanas broke reality. Yep, shattering, shattering the bounds between life and death itself. And we get to see an image of this other plane of existence. So now we're not even just talking about realms of old gods or other planets or elemental planes. This is something entirely different. From the time space continuum. Yeah, and, and we're left wondering, what is that? Where are we going? What's about to happen? And that's our introduction to Shadowlands, and now it becomes speculation. What is it? What does it mean? Why was it necessary to destroy this helmet, and where is this power coming from? This also leads to, uh, like, I, I know you and me, Don, have talked about uh, conspiracy theories for this expansion times before. So this, I'll, I'll bring up the one I thought of uh, a few months ago, since it's relevant. Since we just defeated the Legion uh, in the previous expansion, before Battle for Azeroth, do you, do you guys think that the Legion knew about the Shadowlands before all this started? I don't. I don't think Not the Legion. anybody knew. I don't think anybody knew the powers held within the Shadowlands yeah. besides the denizens thereof. Uh, I, and the the only ones that we've ever encountered that might have had an, a chance of knowing but would never have told us would have been the spirit healers we encounter when a player character dies and can be resurrected. Uh, it's, it's keeping us from going to the Shadowlands and being dead, dead for good. When when souls make their way there, that's the end of it. So I don't think anyone has ever crossed over, anyone has ever experienced that except for one person. One person in the entire game world that's ever experienced what that world is like and the power that's held there and what existence there can be like, and that's Sylvanas. Well, the reason I bring this question up because the original place where the Helm of Domination or the Lich King's crown was created was in the Shadowlands, as explained in recent lore. And the Legion killed Jaden, actually made the Lich King through the soul of Ner'zhul after being tormented gods know how many times so that just led me to believe maybe the legion knew something about the shadowlands since these artifacts have come from that plane of existence it's it's definitely an interesting theory and i think they they knew of a power that was coming from somewhere not knowing exactly what that power was but infusing it into the helm i don't think they had a knowledge at nearly the level that Sylvanas does. Yeah, you got to uh, remember, like the, the like even like people with Frostmourne and Lich King, they they play with souls left and right. 
at this point. But I don't think they play with souls that are going overboard and back. They're they're killing somebody and taking the souls now. Right. I think true. the um, biggest thing, you know, Legion was, you know, that was more Gul'dan and, you know, some of that stuff than, you know, Shadowlands and, you know, them going after Halmar Power. It was just Gul'dan wanting, you know, to do things himself. Yeah, and so here's what we do know so far about the Shadowlands, the lore that's been revealed, is that when, when souls are defeated and they die and they're gone, they go to the Shadowlands and are assigned to one of these four different factions, if you will, or rather there's, there's, the there's Covenants five... is the name of it. Four of them, and there's Covenants. So we've got four Covenants Let that me get, are... I want to cover that really quick, because I had that up on me right now. So let's go ahead go ahead and explain the, the, the four Covenants. So really quick, uh, once you... Uh, for, when you enter Shadowlands for the first time, your character will be at level 50. Current 120s will be converted to level 50. So that... Yes, so you'll be going down when you go in there. So that'll be entertaining. That's something that's been confirmed... Yeah, it'll be. That's why I think they have to do. Level so, squish. So you'll be leveled 120 in the main world, but like 50 when you get the challenge. So we got the four covenants, and this is where I wanted to talk to people about like which one they're more excited about. Because I'm going to give you uh, the the name of the name of them, what their eternal role is, and what their her, the heroic soul is known for being with them. Because this hey, is where I get fucked. This is where I'm very confused. Hey. We all know all the goths are going to be vampires. That's it. Let me get to that. So, we have the Kyrian, who are the angelic soul guides tasked with shuttling souls between lands of the living and the dead. Their heroic soul is Uther Lightbringer, uh, murdered by, by Arthas while defending the ash of his father. So, that's them. Now... Then we have the Necro Lords, which is where I get confused because I'm fuck man. I'm like I'm a warlock, so I'm down for this one. They're the military guardians of the Shadowlands, protecting the external forces that wage war on the enemies of death. Their heroic soul is Draka, mother of Thrall, murdered by Gul'dan's Shadow Council forces shortly after giving birth to Thrall. Then we have the Night Fae, the guardians of nature, shepherds of cycle of life and death. Their heroic soul is Cenarius, who is corrupted by the nightmare and purified by the Emerald Dream. And this is one, as a night elf, that I get fucked, which is the Ven uh, Venthyr, who are the punishers of the unworthy, who their soul is known to exist there is Kelthas Sunstrider, who we covered earlier today. And it's like, wow. Uh, and they all get some different abilities and they're all pretty badass, but like, and the armor looks great and everything else. But like, you think about that for a minute and it's like, who the fuck would you want to follow at that point? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, my druid has a pretty clear path for that. Yeah. Yeah. But my warlock who I am, a, I'm a necrolord, I'm a warlock, I'm a, but I'm also a blood elf who'd want to follow Kael'thas, so it's like, ugh, I'm pretty well... And being a huge Thrall fan, following her, following his mom... Which I'm surprised you didn't say that, because that was like your instant winner, almost. Well, that's the thing, like, I'm also a Blood Elf, and their armor for the, uh... Blood Elf one looks very Sindori. Very Sindori. And that's where it becomes very, very, very potent. And punishes the unworthy? That's Warlock 101. <laughs> But with that being said, now that we've covered like 
so much of the lore really quick um and over a i would say almost really quick but that was almost a two-hour span and that tells you how much like time you have here let me just we go tried ahead to abridge it we tried <laughs> let me go ahead and just run down some like fun things here so we've done the key moments um let me tell you what's everyone's favorite class i've talked warlocks 30 times so obviously i'm a warlock jason uh well i mean my my two big mains are uh druid and D. dk okay grant mine would have to be uh number one would be the paladins because that's the one i'm mostly been using and my second would be the shaman chris well obviously my shaman is my second as well for me uh main one goes to rangers Secondary, we'll have to go to Warriors. Don? I, Mr. 120 everything? <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, I do have a max level everything. So if you, if you look at Sometimes uh, double. Class that I have multiples of at max level, it'd be a paladin. Uh, but I would have to say Druid is probably my favorite. Nice. I just want to get everyone's favorites here because people give us suggestions. So you guys want to message us and we can give you ex examples of what's so great about these things. Uh, who's your, your favorite NPCs? And now, I want to say every piece, so let's go Horde. Let's start with Horde. Favorite Horde NPCs. I have no idea who that could possibly be for me <laughs> as I hold Thrall's hammer in my hand. Mankirk's wife. Exactly. So that's my that's my boy right there. Thrall, like, it says everyone, like, when the Horde, everyone's like, fuck the Alliance. Horde was like, let's, uh, Thrall was like, can't we just work with them for peace? Honestly. Can we can we keep this battlefield clean for like five minutes? I'm trying my best here, man. And when he when he realized that the world's like problems were much bigger than the hordes, he dropped everything to go take care of it. Jason, what about you? Favorite horde NPC? Man, I said it's Mankirk's wife. No, no one gets that joke. No. From vanilla. And she's fucking dead. <laughs> Grant? My favorite NPC Horde. Horde would actually have to be Romash Hellscream. Since you have a really good uh, rise and fall and then a redemption story at the end before he is taken out first time uh, in our reality uh, to sort of make it a full cycle for his character, as I've mentioned before. Chris? Marisa Windrunner. She's the Void Elf, right? Nope. nope. That's the older That's sister. That's ah. Illyria. Marisa is, still, is the only elf that is still remaining High Elf. Yep. Dom? Well, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to say uh, Sylvanas. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because uh, Sylvanas has had one of the coolest stories one of the most well-developed stories one of the most interesting ones to follow it's it's you go from this this hero that is leader leader just out of necessity given a a, a second life that she never had any interest in becoming was forced upon her the life of pain and torment and tries to make sense of it finds out there's no sense to be made because there's nothing in death that's that's worth being a part of 
uh, and then we get to see a rise, we get to see a bit of redemption into total chaos and destruction of the character where she just goes off the rails. And now we get to see this progression into Shadowlands where we might find out maybe there was something to She knows something that we don't. And it may turn out to be a case of, yeah, she, what she was doing all had a purpose that none of us could ever possibly comprehend. Not not even talking old gods. It's, it doesn't even play into there. It's, it's even bigger than them. So she's going to play a part in Shadowlands that I think is really going to reveal a lot of this. And I just can't wait to find out where that story goes. All right. So. To be fair, Don. Hold on, I was going to say Sylvanas earlier myself, but then when I did the little research, I found out about her other sisters. You know, the one that became the Void Elf, and I was like, okay, what happened to this other one? Oh, she has one that just became, that was still a High Elf. So I read about, in each of them, all of them have actually great story backgrounds. So it was yeah. just like, Sylvanas, I get, I understand, I overdo. I want to know more about the last sister that remained a high elf that's aligned with also the alliance technically because she has a you know she does have a human husband or dad and honestly also raises the question how many other elves out there that are still remaining high elves just like her there you go all right so because she brought back uh the older sister with the void elves after their thousand year journey, which was like only a couple of years in real time. Jason? Or... Well, a, a, uh, an old, old character I'm curious that I One second. thought might have an interesting story that might come up is uh, uh, maybe in Shadowlands we might hear more about Medivh. Medivh Shadowsong? The Last Guardian. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of up and vanish. I mean, we do get occasional glimpses throughout throughout the game of story elements that he's been a part of. But you're right that he's really set the stage for Warcraft as a as a series. You know, it's, it, if not if not for Medivh, you don't have the opening of the Dark Portal in the first place. You don't have the first war. If not for Medivh coming back and speaking to Thrall, visiting him and telling him, you need to get your people out of this land, travel west across the ocean to Kalimdor, to this new land, and set up there, you don't get that. I mean, that's Warcraft 3's storyline which then leads yep. us into World of Warcraft. You don't get any of that without uh, Medivh. And on top of that, wielding one of the coolest staves ever in the game, uh, wielding that, that beautiful Atiesh, and also responsible for making the awesome tower that is Karazhan, that was his. It's a really cool character, and I, I agree. I hope we do get to, to find more storyline about Medivh in Shadowlands. All right. So, in the interest of time, I'll just bunch these next two together. Favorite alliance and favorite villain for NPCs. So, and don't look at me with your eyes roll back in your head. I freaking gave you guys time on this one. My favorite alliance one still goes to Varian Ren. 
That dude was a badass. Not only was he a horde at one time because he was brainwashed, but he was a monster. He was a warrior king at certain points. And he was so good at what he did. He was there. He, he was the front line every time. Most kings would be like, I want to be in the back. Like, even his son during, like, that last battle for Azeroth was still all the way in the back being protected by Greymane. Where Varian, if he was involved, he would have been like, fuck, get me in the par pit. I want to get in there. Uh, and my favorite villain goes to Gul'dan. Like, I, I mean, not just because he's a warlock. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. But, like, he was able to weasel his way into so many scenarios. And even after dying in, like, Frozen Throne, or not Frozen Throne, like, Warcraft 2, excuse me, he was still around being brought back. He was such a compelling character from there that he got brought back. And he, his ending was so cool that his ending almost mirrored back then when uh, Illidan went to find his skull. He, Illidan still ended up with his skull again when he was done. Like, and that was just so badass. Like, it was... But he was so powerful and so certain that he convinced other people just to join him. And I enjoyed that. And, and he took warlock NPCs and he brought them to the front run, which sucks because it makes them still villains, but there are none. And Don's camera disappeared. Uh, uh, yeah, the battery died. <laughs> what am I? What is not? I'm not surprised. Uh, why am I? Like, but, but like, there are no, like, like Brimstone from the freaking Legion, like, expan Legion expansion was, like, the only other warlock you ran into. Like, you can't ask any character... Tell me about a cool warlock NPC. We have none. There's no good one. Like, there's no good aligned one to talk about. So, it sucks. So, we have to latch on to Gul'dan. Because that man has the power that we're really happy about. What about you, Jason? Uh, I guess for Ally... Um, I mean, Jaina's been a badass. And she's a consistently growing badass. Uh, so, you know, I'm all for Jaina. And then, uh, villain. Man, that's, uh, that's a tough one. Because, I mean, there were so many. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm I mean, glad you said Jaina. Because yeah. it's not like it's someone else. But Jaina, Jaina is a, an amazing character. And that, that song, the, the Daughter of the Sea. Oh, yeah. That, that cinematic was awesome, too. Oh, so I, I, I genuinely do yourself a service and if, if you don't level all the way use a boost if you have to play through the battle for Azeroth alliance side zones because you'll get more of that story and it is it is outstanding it's almost yeah, like I mean, we're all horde players here yeah, I mean I'm strictly horde I know nothing of the alliance side and I'm choosing Jaina Oh, but seriously, if you don't if you don't play it yourself, just find some playthroughs or find some of the the cinematic parts. It is so good, so good. It, it's it's better than anything that happens horde side. Right. Yeah, and then uh, for villain, uh, you know, I'm probably gonna have to go with uh, Arthas. I mean, because I've played. I mean, I started. You know, glimpses of Warcraft two. I played all of Warcraft three. I played the Frozen Throne. So, I mean, I've been familiar with Arthas for a long time. Watching that and, descent was so good. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and he, he's still, you know, he doesn't really resonate in BFA, but, I mean, with Shadowlands, he might make an appearance again. So I, I, I think he him. will be with Uther, honestly. If he's going to be anywhere, I think he'll be side-by-side side with Uther. 
I think he'll go backwards towards his pallet inside and hang out with the uh, Kyrian. Grant, by the way, if anyone asks, but I'm going to specific order. It's just what's on my screen, going in a nice little circle. <laughs> okay. So in terms of uh, for alliance char- characters, it's a toss-up between three. Uh, this Pick your favorite. That's ordering. it. Just your favorite. If that's the case, then I would have to say Prophet Velen. That's my favorite alliance character. That was my fight one between Varian and Prophet Velen. This is one of those, like, ever since Legion, we now have the full story of why Velen did what he did in order to save his people. He had to sacrifice a lot on the way, but it was in order to ensure that his people survived in the end. And then himself. Exactly. Since, especially when we got to Argus, he was fighting himself a lot. Even Ilden was calling him out. Like, you did this. You let them fall to the dark side. You fled when they took over your planet. You yep. need to actually redeem yourself in a way. How about your... All this blood is on your hands. Exactly. Not theirs. And then he, he sacrificed himself to uncorrupt Naru, which was really badass. Which was the alternate, which was the alternate Draenor reality. Mm-hmm. So, what, what about your favorite villain? Like I said many years ago, my favorite villain would still have to be uh, Gul'dan as well, since he's able to do whatever it takes and doesn't care who gets in his way to achieve what he wants. Able to deceive anybody to go along with it. If you think about it, Gul'dan is Palpatine in Warcraft world. Yep. Chris? Do Alliance not that often? So I know damn near little of them. I'm gonna go with Greymane because he's always seemed like a badass to me. Badass like old a, man. He's like a, he's not just a badass. He's like uh, an underrated badass. You know, okay. I'm with you, don't worry. He's not in the spotlight, but damn, when he does shine, he shines hard. He, it, what about villains that you fought so far? Oh, villains I fought so far. Yeah. Um... Or villains you've seen cinematics for? Okay. That uh, Deathwing one, right? The dragon man. Oh, Deathwing! Wow, that that, that is a good call. That, I mean, I've been a fan of dragons since I was a little kid, and just to watch one just run through. Boom, and we'll, and act like you like. What you all gonna do about it? Nothing. I'll destroy your lane and keep going. Keep now, that cataclysm was one of the greatest events to happen to WoW, and it was done by him, and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Don. All right. Well, as far as one of my favorite alliance characters, uh, since I'm glad someone else picked one that I wanted to say, uh, I'm gonna go with a relatively new character in the story. Uh, or rather, someone coming back, Kalia Menethil. I think one of the. This is going to be an exciting character to keep an eye on. Kalia is the one that was responsible for helping uh, the gathering with that stepped off BFA with the Forsaken and their living relatives for them to get a chance to meet back together. Well, Kalia was killed during that event, slain by Sylvanas. But that bitch. Yeah, crazy, but. <laughs> This is, Kalia is a character, the first one to be resurrected without the use of death magic. Resurrected by a Naru, using holy magic, mm-hmm. using the light. 
So this is a character that's been brought back from undeath using the light. So it is a light undead. I did not know there was such thing as light in necromancy. Un until this character, it had never once happened, as far there as anyone's aware. Not to not to a human, not to a, a living normal creature. Now, There's I suppose something supernatural. Isn't there on the Horde campaign a small quest that introduces you to her? I feel like that sounds. Uh, what race is she again? Towards the end, since she yeah, becomes the it, the undead leader of the Horde, Wait. essentially at the end of BFA. It's post Sylvanas leaving. Like I got it. I met someone with a bunch of Forsaken that was Alliance in one quest that I had, uh, and it was dip, very. Uh, so I off. just I just did this quest. Uh, Jason, I know what you're talking about. Um, she was the one that helped uh, Derek fix himself uh, originally. Um, and then she was given by uh, uh, Voss, by Voss, was given a yep. whole line of Dark Rangers to help fix them too. I couldn't remember her name to save my life. I thought that's why I thought we were talking about. But yeah, she pretty much is taking a whole bunch of the people and a whole bunch of the dark rangers and she's helping guide them on their path because she, like they're she's like i can't know what i can do I'm like well, you can give them hope and that's all that matters and that's what derek told her it's like you may, may not be able to direct them but you can give them hope and thought and that is what they need right now and liliana voss that character right there doing that is showing that she's that she's one of those people that didn't follow Sylvanas in that situation. Yeah, Lillian Voss is another cool character that got some great story throughout several expansions. Yep. Yeah, you've been around her a long time. Yeah, it was it was one of those things that we kind of thought, is this even ever going to go? Like, it could have just been a character for one quest line and that was it, but she kept coming back and she kept doing a lot of very important stuff. What about yeah. your favorite villain, Don? Alright, so I'm going to go low level with uh, one of my favorite villains uh, with Someone who was scorned and became a villain because of said scorn, Edwin Van Cleef. Held up, in, held up in the dead mines. Edwin Van Cleef was a stonemason, yeah. leader of the Stonemasons Guild. They were rebuilding Stormwind after the first war when Stormwind yep. was destroyed. Strikes up a deal, says, I'll, I'll help you fix this, and, and basically is responsible for bringing Stormwind back up to its original prowess. And then the nobility said, Thanks for your help. Um, we're not going to pay you. They broke the contract with him, and he, out of out of spite for that, he forms the Defias Brotherhood to torment Stormwind, to, you know, thieves and raids. And, and you know, when you fight him in the game originally as an Alliance character, you just know, hey, this Defias Brotherhood—they're terrible guys. We gotta go kill them, and you gotta take out Van Cleef. You find out—I think you find out a story later after after you've already killed him. You find out what happened. And you're you, like, you fight his daughter, and you get the whole story. Yeah, yeah, later met much later you find out in game what actually happened and you're like I, wow I, I probably would have been pissed off too gets plus one plus one for every card you've played oh wait that's her still my bad yeah. uh, and then the final thing here just to wrap all this up because I want everyone to have a good memory to go out on really quick what is your favorite memory from WoW something that it doesn't have to be something like that the cinematic something you did in the game that, that makes you happy to think about. And uh, mine, it, it's kind of funny. It, it revolves around, like, like two different things that happened. 
Um, I got bored. I was in the Navy at the time, and I saw the achievements I just came out. And I'm like, and me and my friend Tony Freed had busted our asses to get our mounts. Because at the time, Warlocks and Paladins didn't just get mounts. You you had to really work for that Dread Steed. And, and it was a pain, and I got it. And then I got bored. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I sat in the internet cafe, and I got my Explorer achievement. I ran across all of Azeroth on one horse. So when you see me just hop on my horse, it's out of respect. Because I, that horse had literally driven my ass upwards and downwards, backwards and forwards across Outlands and across... My horse, my horse is amazing. Right? <laughs> it fucking is amazing. And um, we did all this shit, and while I was doing that, this is where the story gets funny, I was randomly running, and I was just running up the Cape of Stranglethorpe, and out of nowhere, I see a line of max level characters just running and I'm like what are you people doing and I, I grabbed one and I whispered like, what's going on and I get an invite to a raid I am not max level by the way by any means I wasn't leveling I was trying to take a break from leveling I was going to say a questing and I get invited to this raid and they're going to kill every alliance main leader at that time and I'm like shit I have an energy drink next to me I'm now in this for the long haul. And all I have to do is get one ability to land on these guys. And at that moment, I, I not only did I get my Explorer treatment because I needed Iron Forge, Stormwind, and all these places that there's no way in hell I could have walked into alone. And I got my armored black bear for killing all the Alliance leaders out of the most random chance of luck of running around and it was just so fucking funny because there's everyone around me and i'm doing this all on a small hp crap laptop by the way very small and they're all just like i have people like what are you doing i'm like this server's doing like an alliance kill run and i'm now involved <laughs> like how like i don't know my laptop couldn't handle what was going on I'm spamming one for corruption because maybe it'll land on varying at one point. But it was probably because as soon as it ended, it was you got a brown bear in your mailbox. I'm like, that is prob or black bear. That's probably the coolest thing that I'd ever done. Just randomly after traveling everywhere on the back of a horse, come across a big ass raid and just join in. Jason? Well, and, uh, I mean, I had that happen at some low levels, too, so that was pretty cool. But uh, to change it up then, uh, you know, one of the earliest big moments I've had in the game was, uh, you know, experiencing the uh, Gates of Ankaraj, that whole opening. And, man, that, like, the computer I had at that time barely, like, loaded anything because there was, like, thousands of people there. <laughs> it was just so cool because, like, you know, it was a big race. There's so many people there. Just, like, a whole unified, like, literally world that was there for this event. And it was just super cool to witness. Yeah, I, I unfortunately wasn't playing at the time. I joined shortly after. But I did get a chance to see that my college roommate was, his server was experiencing it. And he said, hey, just come and watch this. It's going to be awesome. 
Uh, so I got to, I got to look at it. I got to see it happen. Grant, what about you? What's your favorite moment that you experience? Uh, unfortunately, I do not have any like favorite moments like how you guys have it. The only one I remember is that many many years ago, like right before Wrath of the Lich King came out, me and my friends at the time we would actually all get together at one house and actually play the game at one table, kind of like in that South Park episode. Oh, dude, and we did that all the time. This, and this was right before they did the uh, the quest helper uh, for Lich King. Mm -hmm. So if we ever got lost, we had like a stack of the manuals with the maps in it. And we looked at them while we're all together, just trying to figure out which direction we got to go for this certain quest. But in terms of for a side thing, one of the most memorable things I've experienced in WoW was one of the cinematics in Legion that really hit home was the Yasira's death cinematic in Legion. Oh, I was watching I that, that and the tone of it and the music and it's like, wow, that's that's really hitting home. That was great. Chris, the the most least experienced player on our on our little panel here. What about you? So far. Nice. I'm finally, my, I'm finding my stride, you know. Nice. That's a good feeling. That is a good feeling, honestly, because I did the same thing with my friend Tony. We did some ridiculous ass shit together, and it was fine to like feel like I was finally on my own when I didn't have him around. Don. Oh man, I, there are so many different stories I could talk about, and I've been sitting here trying to figure out which one to bring up. And I think the one that I, I'm gonna bring up because it's most pertinent to, to an MMO is it was my college roommate EJ that got me into playing and he rolled a new character so that we could level up together we both rolled druids and I we would always play together I mean, rarely was there a time when we'd be playing solo until we got to higher levels but I remember running through running through the barrens into thousand needles him and just two feral druids destroying vanilla content so much fun to have someone there to play with and, and when Burning Crusade came out I mean that was in, in January of 07 there was a snowstorm happening I was out in Indiana at the time and we still drove to the mall to pick up a, a copy at midnight stood in line with a bunch of other WoW players picked up the game came home Stopped at McDonald's to grab some food because we were going to be up for a while. Loaded up the game and hopped into Burning Crusade content together after having leveled all the way to 60. Playing and being in the dorm rooms at the time, he was his desk was right behind mine. He was two feet away from me. So <laughs> always in direct communication. Always we'd be, we'd go out to dinner and then be like, all right, it's time for Ashenvale. Let's let's head back. And you know, that that was probably the the most most important time. For me as a, as a wild player it's it, to, to have that shared experience 
I think it was funny because you bring that up and it's kind of like uh, uh, when I did the whole like uh, thing with uh, Jason with the Cataclysm uh, I had pre-ordered at a different location and I went down and got it because it was before the uh, GameStop in uh, uh, near me opened up near my parents I ended up going in there meeting a whole bunch of new players that I still have on my friends list. And we ended up, because the game didn't go live till 3 a.m. And it was like midnight when we picked it up. We all went to IHOP and just sat there and talked. <laughs> it's like we just sat there and talked and freaking in, uh, in IHOP. I had never met these people before. And I'm like, fuck, these guys are cool. All right. Uh, but well, the main part of this was we have this game that's still going. And I made the title of this, wow, it's never going to end. One. It was meant for the quarantine. Uh, two, it's this game. And, and and they put a lot of content in it. But you notice that a lot of what we said wasn't moments. Like moments that we remember the most. Moments that we loved the most. Weren't moments that were prefabricated by the game. There were moments we made for each other. And that's something, as a person, most people need to do. And I think that's most in life, honestly. Uh, I go to a lot of places where people are expecting all these great moments, but most of my moments that I can remember are moments that I made with my friends. And I I say, if you're thinking about something to play right now, I say get on WoW, give it a go. You're not going to... It's going to be fun. You're going to have a good time. Uh, and, and we're not all nerds. We're not. We're not all like greasy, fat up nerds like 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 South Park makes us to look. I mean, we're not all Grant. I mean, uh, I love you, but I love, I love you, buddy. It was coming. I, love I knew you. it. It was you or Chris. It was fifty fifty. Most of us are bald with beards or goatees. You know, but we have a great time and we try to make those moments. And uh, I think that's a great time to call it a close. Uh, we'll see you guys back again in two weeks. We'll find something to talk about. I've been having a great time. You'll see us on streams. Come follow us. It's a good time on twitch.tv slash comic clowns. Follow us on all these other uh, abilities, all these other like medias that we're on. Facebook, uh, Spotify, Podbean, everything. And I hope to have you guys back. It's such a good time. Thank you, Garger, for the Twitch Prime subscription. <laughs> Chris, you prick. If you guys have one of those, throw it to us. It helps us out, honestly. It does help support the channel. Uh, Grant, I want to say, well, first of all, I want to say thank you for everyone else who's good, for you three, in particular, Jason, Chris, Don, for coming back and talking with me. This does help. This is the quarantine. Uh, <laughs> Kong, thank you for the Twitch Prime. Uh, but honestly, I want to say, Grant, thank you for coming back. If you, well, I'll always run things by you, especially because you don't have to travel now, especially with all this talking this way. And I'll see you guys. Anybody want to sign off with anything? Anybody, Jason, you got anything you want to say? For the horde. Goddamn right it is. Grant? I'll top that. For Azeroth. No, horde's still better. Uh, <laughs> Chris, anything you want to plug? All right, Don? I, I will echo what you said, Bruce. Now, now is the time more than ever that we need to remember the, the the fun that we've had, the fun that we've made for ourselves with friends. Uh, that's that's gonna get us get us through the time we're in right now and uh, keep keep the morale up. 
stay in contact with people and hey what better way to do that than through an mmo don't forget digital coco ink for don i'll say if you need anything made anything he does such a great thing find him on our uh, find his page digital coco ink honestly and always, always remember honestly as jason said for the horde <laughs> you guys have a great night all right and we'll see you guys next time we are live